All right, what's up, listeners? Welcome what? back to Predator vs. <laughs> Movies. I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. <laughs> oh, Peter's back. <laughs> Peter's back. And we're Peter's loud back. today. Uh, and this is a podcast where we discuss and review the latest movie releases. We're going to start off with a non-spoiler review before diving into a deeper discussion of the movie. And then we're going to ask the most important question. Would this movie be better if the alien from Predator was in it? This week, we're going to be reviewing Barbarian. Uh, with our special guest, no one. We have no special guest. It's no just special the three guest. of us. Um, so, uh, lots of stuff happened this week. Uh, a couple of trailer drops. The most exciting. The thing we've all been waiting for. Mario! The, the Mario trailer <laughs> drop. Uh, I, I have to say, the first, like, maybe, like, 30 seconds to a minute, I was like, this is actually, like, it looks good. It's yeah. funny. There was like some good like visual humor with the the snowball fight yeah. thing, um, and and Jack Black sounded good. Jack and I was Black like, you know, perfectly cast it by the way. That was such yeah. a yeah. Cool and, and I was like, maybe maybe I'm not giving it enough credit. Maybe this will be yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 then fucking Mario shows up. Yeah. Chris, Chris Pat and Mario, and he sounds the voice ex- is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds. Just about exactly like what everyone was thinking would happen. Because <laughs> yeah. it's the Chris Pratt just doing my, his regular voice. In my head, I was like, "Okay." As much as I was making fun of it, I was like, "There must be a reason they cast him." I'm sure it's actually gonna be fine. Like that was my mentality. But it's not, <laughs> so it's like it's just Chris Pratt, but like he's kind of doing like a baby voice, and he's like, "Let's what? go to Mushroom Kingdom." <laughs> 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 You no, guys he's doing the, uh, the clip with the French version on Twitter. That was actually a much better Mario than Chris. I would see I no, I did hear that there there were dubs for the other languages, and that all of them are like actual just Mario impressions. <laughs> and Chris, only Chris Pratt is the one that's doing just like the loosest impression. Like the first time you hear him talk, he's like, "Oh man, what is this place? Like that's not Mario. That's not what Mario sounds like at all." And then it cuts to like, I don't know. He's like, "Let's uh, go see the Mushroom Kingdom," and like that's as close as we get. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he, like, j- uh, he just sounds like himself. I, I think he did a movie with Tom Holland, like a animated one, and he yeah. sounds similar to that. Like he he just has one voice as all the animated movies that he does. Yeah. Yeah, I think he just does his voice. <laughs> he just does. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think all of us can do a better Mario impression, and so I'm going to make all of us do a better Mario no. impression. Starting with Peter. Peter Dude, I don't even know what Mario sounds like. He's like an Italian how? plumber, right? Y- yes, but how do you not know just the voice? I mean, the fact that he's an Italian plumber, the plumber part definitely doesn't have anything to do with what he sounds like. I don't... Dude, Anyways, I have just... no idea. I feel like I would just butcher it. Okay, Aiden, you go first. We'll show him how it's done. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> oh, bro, okay, here's my... his voice is just fucking <laughs> it's my... like a soundboard <laughs> well i mean that's it's a video game it is a soundboard that's the point <laughs> um here's mine it's a me mario <laughs> woohoo let's go <laughs> that's my mario okay peter your turn oh my god 
Do it for the do it for the likes. We don't get likes on podcast. Oh, tell tell me what to say. Tell me what to say. Let's go, dude. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's like the okay. baby. <laughs> yeah, now do it with the impression. That was that, just that your was regular with voice. The no, no, no. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay, Peter, you're you're the same as Chris Pratt. Can't do a voice. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm doomed in terms of impressions, man. I mean, not everyone should do uh, voiceover work. I think that's I think that's the <laughs> takeaway from this. Um, but I think I don't know. I think it'll be fun. I think I will be seeing that movie whenever it comes out. Yeah, I probably will too. And I like Charlie Day. I think he'll be a good Luigi. Uh, we saw another new clip, a new clippity clip from uh, this little thing called the Velma. It's the spinoff oh, yeah. of Scooby Doo or whatever. Uh, it's created by Mindy. Is it call Kaling. it Mindy Kaling? Mindy Kaling. I think it's Kaling. Um, it's uh, sounds like Mindy Kaling. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, yeah, it, it like it sounds like her, and it sounds like her writing. So I mean, whatever. I don't know that I'll be watching that. Yeah, I think I've heard Scooby isn't in it. Yeah, that's the bigger news. Is that and Scooby it's like Doo- no talking dog. Yeah. On, I don't care if you change everything else, but just like talking dog. Come on. That was kind of the appeal of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Does that is like? Did Scooby die? Like, is this after this? <laughs> like, is Scooby dead? It's That's like a gritty. It's a gritty <laughs> sequel where Scooby's died, <laughs> and not even of like old dog age. Like he was murdered. Scooby yeah. was murdered. No, it's like that new trend. Did, 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 you, you guys saw the uh, Winnie the Pooh horror movie. That's, yeah. that's, that's getting I saw the trailer, right? yeah. It's, it's, it's like they just turned like the OG, which is like such a family-friendly, you know, wholesome concept, and then just flipped it upside down. It's like well, how to make it as that's not the same thing, as possible. <laughs> Scooby has been spooky before. Scooby-Doo has been a spooky little more adult not, I mean, adult in quotations, but it's been like not necessarily super kitty before. Like, yeah, like, well, she literally gets murdered in the clip. Remember that that one Cartoon Network show that was on or something? Oh, Mystery Incorporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one one was more, yeah. But also, I was just thinking of the movie, the movie version where they're like, (laughs) they switch bodies and then they're looking at their tits. Those those movies are so fire. Sha- like Shaggy's looking at <laughs> Velma's tits, like yeah, that was kid friendly for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like apparently Mindy Kaling was just like, yeah, it's an adult oriented show, and I don't know how you can adapt an adult, or, or how how can you adapt a talking dog into an adult? I feel like you definitely like, did you can. Even, did he even fucking try? <laughs> yeah, did you think about yeah. it for more than two seconds, because like that's the whole appeal, and I think it. There's so much potential. I, I yeah. don't get it. You just you can change the character of Scooby a bit if you feel like you need to. Like he doesn't have to be like a goofball idiot necessarily if you really no. want to take it in a new direction. Let let and let Scooby swear. Let him Yeah. What oh, the fuck is happening? I don't yeah. know. Like Bojack Horseman is like an adult show, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like so I I don't know. I think yeah, I think that's a missed opportunity. Uh, some more trailers. There's a trailer for Violent Night. It's the John Wickification of Christmas. Yeah. Um, it stars David Harbour as, as Santa Claus, who is like 
taking out a team of mercy. Yeah. Can you tell yeah. that I don't? I don't like. That? <laughs> yeah, I was very <laughs> so when stupid. I first because I saw this on Twitter the other day and I was like, I had the same reaction. I was like, man, like come on, like, and I was like, why are we doing this? But after seeing the trailer, like, I'm probably gonna go see this. So I won't lie to you. Dude, I'm sold on the idea too. When I first saw <laughs> I it, actually, it was kind of fun. Straight up, scroll past it. I was like, bro, yeah. this is this looks shit. It's gonna be shit. And then when when we were watching the trailer for the pod, I was like, hey, this actually looks like a really fun movie. Like, I think it, I think the, I think it could be fun, but the it gives me very much like like um SNL sketch vibes. Sure. Like you know, like this is like a fake trailer made by SNL. Yeah. Just like how they do like everything, um, it's better done than an SNL sketch. I'll give I'll give them that. Like it's not it's not bad SNL, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I'm I'm really tired of this John Wick trend that sure. we're going through and just trying to apply it to any genre imaginable. I, well, uh, I mean, it's definitely not. It's not imagined. It's not imaginable. What'd you say, Peter? What's like another example of this? Um. There's several million like there's like the old guy does it is like ah fuck it. um oh that's nobody not, that's with not really John nobody Wick, oh nobody, nobody with yeah, Bob yeah. Odenkirk. which was filmed um, in winnipeg and is distractingly was. winnipeg if you've seen it it's like holy shit that's main street <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen it yet but i should um there was i th- i think there's a, a a series on fx starring Oh, what's his name? Jeff Jeff Bridges, I think, and he's oh, yeah. like an older guy who's doing his John Wick thing. And there's so many that like, and well, they that, all blend dude, together because those ones. No, that's not really a John Wick thing. That's been around since like forever, man. Well, that's true. Like, it's not like, John Jason Wick didn't Statham invent it. Did, like the whole the mechanic thing. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But like John Wick didn't invent it, but it's definitely pop popularized it and like made it uh, like maybe a subset of the revenge drama where it's like a guy and anyways i just I don't know. and the the jokes are very like like from the trailer in violent night like it's like all the jokes you would expect i think i forget i can't remember what they were because i saw it like a couple of days ago but do you remember some of them having just scene that like they talk about cold oh yeah it's like naughty, the list, naughty and... list yeah and then a bunch of christmas stuff yeah oh it's like I, f- uh, I don't believe in santa or something and there's another one and he's like and so it'll, it'll be like like the bad guy doesn't believe in santa and he's like do you believe in me now you know like i feel like it's <laughs> you know a lot of one-liners i i it won't be for me uh yeah. speaking of christmas though there's gonna be a grinch slasher horror film yeah the mean one what's happening why are we doing so many christmas yeah. i feel like christmas has entered the public domain like <laughs> how, why are we all of a sudden doing this it's so weird yeah. yeah i i honestly like this is one that i saw and i was like all right man like i just think yeah i guess it's the same thing as the santa thing where it's so obvious it's just like what if we took this child story and right? but this time it's it's adult and scary but this one is worse for me in my opinion than the santa claus thing and i couldn't tell you why but like this feels i, I feel like it's not gonna be fun i don't really like the grinch anyway so i think yeah. that's also me but i mean violent night has a, a trailer for one and the trailer does seem to have like 
some amount of production value. So I think that helps. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a feature adaptation of a novel that was originally Raylo fan fiction. If you don't oh, yeah, know what Raylo is, that's um, the fan uh, shipping there's no of Ray Skywalker or Ray Nobody, whatever, and uh, Kylo Ren. And so it started there's off as that. There's going to be a feature guess, film made on it? I think it started off as fan fiction and then they just changed all the names. Like yeah, they did, like, like, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like oh, Fifty Shades of Grey was also... a, it, it was a Twilight fan fiction at first and then like oh. the names were changed. Yeah. Wait. Oh, I thought, I thought I thought it was another Star Wars one. But, uh, Wait, like, is it actually no. like set in the Star Wars universe, or is it like? No, like Peter. Set? No, it's, it's. So here, okay. So they made a fan fiction, and yeah, the, like it was just like Ray and Kylo, blah 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 blah. And then they did find and replace for Ray and Kylo, and just change the names. And then it's not Star Wars anymore. It's whatever you know. Change the Tatooine to coffee shop, or you know, like whatever. And now it's a new movie. So that's called Love Hypothesis um oh. whatever uh i i didn't know about 50 shades of gray though that that is interesting um speaking of vampires in 50 shades of gray oh, nice. um, yeah look at me go um nicholas nicholas holt has been casted in nosferatu oh, yeah. um and he's going to be playing the role that harry styles was originally for um I think that's a good choice. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say, knowing nothing about the role, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty easy win. Um, uh, here's some downer news, but uh, I feel like as a film podcast, we should just have the news out there and try to propagate the news. There was um, there's al- allegations released against Brad Pitt, and so oh yeah, yeah, this that. is like this is real news. This isn't like anything funny. So apparently, yeah. Brad Pitt choked one of uh, his children, struck another in the face. He grabbed Angelina Jolie by the head and shook her, and he poured alcoholic drinks on both Angelina Jolie and some of their children. So, um, yeah, maybe yeah, that's brutal. don't support Brad Pitt, because that sounds not cool. Don't do that, guys. Uh, yeah, so that was a bit of a downer, but I think it's good just to, you know, talk about it. Dude, honestly, um, it fucking sucks that so many of these, like, a-list, like, they're just like in the god tier celebrities are just getting, you know, exposed these days. Because you have such a great image of them, and then they just get tarnished. It's like, well, what the fuck are these awful people, you know? Yeah, well, I, mean, I, think I think for me... I think it's good that they're getting exposed. If they're, like, if they're I mean, bad yeah, people, obviously, but like, also, like, you know, they're, uh, like, legendary. So it, it's, I also, all, it's obviously, like, quite a shock for most people. I hope the lesson out of this is, like, to stop idolizing them as much like that's been yeah. something right? that, like, yeah. as, was, as i've become an adult in the last few years it's been like much about like taking a step back from a lot of the celebrity culture and i think that i think that like honestly like it kind of gives excuses for a lot of these people a lot of the time so i think it's good mm-hmm. i hope i hope the takeaway is let's let's take a step back from that yeah for sure uh, back to random fun news uh so there were a couple of other trailers released this week one for causeway um, that one's with uh, Brian, is it Tyree? Mm-hmm. Brian Tyree Henry. Yes, thank you. And Jennifer Lawrence. And I'm just looking it up now. So it's a psychological drama. Um, okay, based on the trailer that you saw, what do you think is it about? 
Um, I don't really have much of an indicate. I, I'm what I saw was that like I'm assuming, like okay, so she's returning to her hometown, and it's like something happened. I was thinking like maybe there was, like an assault or something like that. Um, like it it seemed like, and maybe I'm. Yeah, you know the short film Laps that we watched that we talked about yeah. last week, I yeah. think? Maybe I'm just like, because I see you're swimming and like I'm thinking about that milk film uh, or whatever. Yeah, swimming, yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah, swimming, you know. But, yeah, um, swimming is always about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, it, I, it, I don't know. That's the impression I got from it. But I didn't really, I didn't have much of a grasp about what it was. Peter, um, if you're still in the room with us, what did you think? <laughs> It just kind of like disappeared for a second. Uh, Peter, did you see uh, the trailer for Causeway? I yes. did just post it in our group chat, yeah, I just so watched that's on it. me. Okay, what do you what do you think the story is about? Uh, I think there's obvious indication of like suicidal or like depression, suicidal thoughts slash depression, not slash depression and depression, I guess, um, in the movie. And there's obviously a hint of like some history that they're working through, and it's almost like silver. Uh, what is it? Silver Linings Playbook or something like that? I feel like that. Um, that's another Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, that's uh, why film. So, so uh, in that one, because like and... it's like um two people working through something, right? And then they each sure, other, yeah. they help each other through a tough period of time and eventually working towards their goal. I feel like it's that type of. Movie. Okay, yeah, except, yeah, this one is not going to be, like, Silver Linings Playbook, which is a comedy, if I remember correctly. Like, Silver, Silver Linings is a funny movie, and this, this looks like a very serious movie. Anyways, so I was curious what you thought, because I watched the trailer, and I think it looks good. I don't, I don't know if it'll be good or bad, but I watched the trailer and was like, I have no idea what is going on. I just felt like it was, like, a really poorly... Yeah, I just like a trailer. randomly cut, just bunch of shots, random edited together. Because like, yeah, like but... I'll read, I'll read to you what the Wikipedia description is. It says uh, the story follows a soldier who suffers a traumatic brain injury while deployed in Afghanistan and struggles to adjust to Yo. life back home. Like, did you have any idea oh, it was about oh, a soldier? No shot. No, like, not yet. I thought it was that. about a pool cleaner. Like, <laughs> there's no indication of what the movie's about, and so. Like when you know that, it's like, why was the trailer cut together like that? It just seems yeah. to give a vibe. Well, I wonder if the movie, like, I wonder if like that's the Wikipedia description. I wonder if the movie like isn't focusing on that too too much. Like it yeah, is. Yeah, it's more, still just like a backstory. Like, maybe. and that's just like that is just what happened within the story. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But I also think there's something to be said about like in the tar trailer that is coming. Oh, out this that's. Week. That's yeah. we also don't really know what's going on, but I like I think that you can. I think that when it's a film like this, the audience is like generally people that are more interested in film and like cinema in general. Mm, yeah. So I think I think you can be when you're marketing it. I think you can be a little bit more vague and focus on. Like I thought it looked very pretty. Like I thought it was very nicely shot. Yeah, I think yeah. that's something that, like, that's the kind of thing that you want to showcase more than like necessarily like exactly what the plot is going to be um like because for, for me i saw it and i was like oh i'll watch this i was like i think jennifer lawrence is a great actress i think brian tyree henry is really great too uh this looks pretty i'll watch it yeah i mean just think about trailers like 
I feel like a trailer needs to, like, it doesn't necessarily need to tell me what it's about. That's true. And it, but I think to compare this trailer to the Tar trailer, like, the Tar trailer, like, grabs you and is, like, sure. full throttle. This is what the movie is like. I have no sure. idea what it's... But, and even, like, I still do kind of have yeah, some... Yeah, I was going to say, I think you get a bit of, of that impression. Like, you know, it's like, I know that... I know that she's a conductor and maybe it's there's some like visual things going on so like yeah. i don't i don't know what the plot is but i think i think the vibe is much clearer and for this one like it was like you know jennifer lawrence and brian tyree just hanging out and i was like i don't i don't really know what's going on here but but i feel I like know. it gives the vibe like it's going to be like kind of a more quiet meditative yeah for sure movie. like yeah. I, I i do think it gives like a bit of an impression of what it's going to be yeah uh there's another trailer for the wonder starring florence Pugh. um seems like looks cool some sort of like uh, thriller type thing and there's a kid who isn't eating but somehow is alive and I bet that she is eating and it's a secret how she eats or something. But I don't know. Um, it looks, looks maybe could be good. I think it looks interesting. I think I was very, when I see like, I don't know what it is, but like seeing the thumbnail for this trailer, it's like, oh, it's Netflix original. Yep. It's like period piece. And like for some reason, those two things together, just like, no. <laughs> I don't want to see it. But then I watched the trailer and it's like, okay, no, actually, this looks interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like for both of them, I was just like not blown away by the trailer. And that's what a trailer's supposed to do, you know? So, like, I don't know. I think, whatever. Maybe I'll see them if, if they get good reviews, but like the trailer didn't really do anything for me. Um, but there was another trailer that came out. So many trailers. Another one? Um, <laughs> yeah. But it was a trailer for. A, Thing that we've already seen a trailer for it was the new black panther trailer there was um, another one oh, really? i didn't see the new trailer yeah i didn't see the new trailer it was a week ago oh i might have seen it then okay i might have saw it before it was like monday uh, fuck before uh see how they run i think did it play in the th was it the one that played because what no. we'll reveal later is that alex and i were okay let me okay let me just it came out monday and this trailer seemed to focus a little more on namor i think and ironheart i think some of the new characters got a little more like you see more of them so this is the one where you see he's got the little wings on his feet which i was like Oh yeah, they're fucking. They're doing Neymar, awesome. And I mean, I think it. I think that was in the first trailer. You see him as a baby with the wings, but now you see him like flying and then like zooming around when he's flying. I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't think I saw this. So this isn't the trailer where it's like the Bob Marley song. No, that that's, that fades into Kendrick Lamar's "All Right." Okay. Yeah, it's not that. This trailer. one. Okay. That I mean, in that trailer is fantastic like that that's, that's, sick, yeah. that's the mark of a fantastic yeah. trailer this second one not as good but i still think it's i think it's interesting enough and it shows some new things it also shows uh, a little more of iron hearts that's the new uh iron man type character yeah and seeing seeing that in the trailer has made me 
question why why is so we're doing a, a sequel to you know black panther and we have to talk about the the whole chadwick boseman thing and they want to do the namor thing and i think that's cool i mean the movie has to be about something and then so like you know it's got to be about like this legacy and like and then you've got the new characters and then you add in the new iron man and i go why why are we you know like i feel like it's i feel like it's kevin feige saying like here's the prescription you need to have Ironheart in this movie because we need to introduce her and I don't know why I feel like I mean we'll have to wait to see the movie but yeah I I will say this movie could have been more focused on what it's supposed to you know I think the MCU is trying to move in direction where it's like being less and less self-contained and by that like like, characters can, like, pop in, and it's like, oh, you see, oh, Ironheart's gonna be a little bit here, and then Ironheart's also gonna be a little thing in this and this, and then finally gets her own movie. And I feel like it's... And I don't necessarily mind that. Like, it becomes more, like, comic booky As long as the yeah, stories are still good, like, I don't really mind mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, this is assuming that the main story, like, still develops well, and I hope it does. Yeah. It's, I mean, yes, what you said about, like, it's very comic booky, and I think it's good for world building. Uh, like, you know, seeing it as a cinematic universe, then it's, it explains the question, like, oh, you know, if there's, if this is a big event, where's everybody else? So, the, yeah. you know, trying to cross over. Um, but I also, I also feel like it's, it's almost as if they think that, that, that this is what the fans want is that we have to jam-pack the movie full of new characters or else they're not going to come, right? It's like, this can't just be the Black Panther sequel. It's got to be the Black Panther sequel and you'll get to see the new Ironheart, you know? And that's like one of the selling points. So I don't know. I just, I'll I'll wait to see it to have like a full opinion on that. But, and I mean, she's getting her own series, right? So like, why not? She's getting her own movie, I think. They changed it. They changed that too. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, she's getting a movie now with the uh, uh, War Machine, right? Well, okay, War Machine. Oh, she's gonna be Armor Wars. Armor Wars was a series and is going to be a movie, and it was starring Don Cheadle's War Machine, and she was going to be in it. But she also has her own series, which is, as oh, far as I know, okay. still a series. And that's that's the one with um, that uh, what's his name? I have is an article Anthony from Ramos? Oct- October third, saying that it is still a series. Okay, thank you. It's yeah. So it's it's her and Anthony Ramos as the hood. He's like the magic guy, and it's like the magic versus science or tech for whatever reason. And I don't know. Um, but yeah. So like, if you if you have her being like, if she has her own series, and then she's gonna be in the Don Cheeto thing. Like, I don't know why she's also. Yeah, yeah that's true. Seems random, but. Whatever. Yeah, but, uh, by the way, I am I curious wanna... about. I don't know anything about the character, so I'm curious about her origins, though. I just want to talk about one thing they brought up, though. How mm-hmm. MCU's jam packing characters into movies because it's been a trend. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, uh, it all it all started with Spider Man Homecoming, where Iron Man was in Spider Man, and then that was Hulk and was that in was Thor, Scarlet Witch in Doctor Strange, and now. Okay, two two things. Well, number one, this the Spider-Man uh, solo films that was like a, a stipulation of the contract. 
Sony thought that um, they 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 wanted to make the, the Spider-Man films, but they also wanted them to be clearly a part of the MCU. So in the contract for the Spider-Man films, it says you have to have at least one major MCU character as a leading actor. So that's why you have uh, Doctor Strange or Iron Man or oh, yeah. uh, Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Yeah. Right. So it was a contract. It was an obligation. Uh, but actually, you're kind of wrong because this actually stems all the way back to Iron Man 2 with the introduction of Black Widow. Oh, yeah. At, at that point, they're trying to establish the Avengers, so it's a little more purposeful. But uh, And I guess Hawkeye's also in Thor. So like this True. is not like a new thing, per se. But also, I feel like those those two work very well. Right, for yeah. movies that aren't necessarily great, like they are <laughs> not, not get over. Like the main guy or the the main character did not get overshadowed by the side people at all. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. And so I feel I, like those are, those are examples of when it works very well for movies that don't work I very do, well as a whole. <laughs> I do kind of agree yeah. with Peter though. Like in the post End Game world, it does feel like every movie has to be like a, a bit of a team up. You know what I mean? Sure. Like. Um, which again, I I actually don't mind as long as the story is fine. I really, I actually think that that's kind of like it would be kind of boring if they just kept making the solo origin story building up to Avengers movie like over and over that again. That is true. So I I actually don't mind this as long as it's just good. The issue yeah, is that like, it hasn't always been good because think of yeah. Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy who are in and then out. And I was reason. just gonna say that like. I really love how they use Wong to like cross over between different shows. Yeah, love Wong. I think love Wong's, Wong. Like, yeah, love Wong's it. great. Like he's used to perfection. Yeah, and when he's in Shang Chi and like yeah, like it's natural, you know. Like he he has a place in there and he plays his role. He doesn't overstay his welcome. He's just, but like he's, the Guardians thing, like they have so yeah. much room to shine, but then they're just like ah, it's a Thor movie, so we're just gonna, you know, get brush that over and get into the Thor stuff. Yeah. Anyways, that's, I feel like we're, you know, beating a dead horse on this. Um, but one last piece of news, and it's still Marvel. On the same day, so first they released the trailer to soften the blow of the, the announcement that Michael Waldron is going to be writing Secret Wars. And he was, he was the guy who did, um, he did Loki, so that's good. He, did, he wrote Loki, but then he wrote Doctor Strange too, which is bad. I mean, The script I think, is bad. Whether you like the movie or not, I think most people can agree that the script is really, really weak. I, I liked the movie, and the script is weak for sure, hundred yeah. percent. The script is not what I like about that movie. And you like, liked that movie? I did like that movie. I thought yeah. it was a good fun time. <laughs> the the idea is like, you know, you set up the multiverse in Loki, you quote unquote explore it in Doctor Strange too, because I wouldn't call that much of an exploration, to be honest. Uh, and then you, you know, you resolve it. And so I can see why they would want the same writer on all of that as like a through line. But I mean, also, can we just hire someone who writes good things? Like, He's not the only <laughs> writer, right? Surely. He's not what? the only one. Um, no, I think he's like the writer of the movie. He wrote Doctor Strange, like just him. Shit, People, that's not good. Like, like. <laughs> I don't know, like, I, the one that I think of is, like, No Time to Die. That was written by several people, but it's also, like, has to do with, like, stages of scripts. So, like, some of them just do, like, revisions and stuff, but, like, he's yeah. the writer. Um, and, like, yeah, like I kind of mentioned, like, the fact that 
Secret Wars is so much about um, kind of like a, a large host of characters and the multiverse. Both things that we've seen that Michael Waldron doesn't do very well. <laughs> yeah. I don't really understand, like, I don't love pretty much everything the Russo brothers do outside of Marvel. I'm not a fan of, but they they have, but they have done a good job on all of these like big team up movies that they're not the the writers to be clear. That's Christopher Marcus and something McFeely, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Well then never mind then. But, I mean, to your point, like, the Russo brothers are very good directors in the MCU realm. Yeah. You need to, like, I don't know, it, it takes something special, like, to be able to make CGI, you know, whatnot, to make that look good. And so they yeah. do, you know, they don't get enough praise for what they do. Uh, yeah, like, in Infinity War... I like one of my like hot film boy takes is that like Infinity War is a legitimately very impressive movie, and I think yeah, a lot Infinity of people War like, is kind better of than Endgame. Like, in terms I think of it's really part? it's a really good movie. It's actually very well written too. Yeah, like, it's like it's a it's like a pretty like impressive achievement in writing. But yeah, I I like a lot of it. I yeah. um I I still uh, I always think about Thor's side mission in that one and how stupid that is. That he just spends the whole movie trying to forge an act, but like oh, that's sure. a gripe I ha- that's a gripe I have with the entire MCU is the fact that in any team up they never know what to do with Thor, so he always has to go on his own side mission because so he's, that too, powerful. he's, he's too powerful. He's too powerful, and he would just Thor solve the problem good, if he was though. there. The Thor arc in Infinity War was very good, I thought. No, no, okay, but think about it. Okay, I don't remember in so, Avengers okay, so- One, he. Oh, what does he do in Avengers 1? Like, they fight, and they are kind of around each other for a while, so, like, that's good, while they sit and talk in the helicarrier, like, the snarky, like, Whedon yeah. dialogue. And then and then he's, like, jettisoned from the ship, and he's alone, and he... Oh, that, that part... Okay, so in Avengers 1, there's a moment where, like, it's, like, the dark night of the soul moment, and everyone's at their lowest point, and all the characters are, you know, trying to work through this lowest point and they're talking to each other and stuff. And Thor, at the beginning of this sequence, is looking at his hammer and he's like, well, man, I'm tired. And he's like, I'm not sure about this. And then we cut to everyone else resolving with their things. And then we cut back to Thor. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll just pick up the hammer. And like, that's it. <laughs> nothing, nothing comes of it. It's not like I can't pick up the hammer. He just takes a little bit of time to do it. Um and it's more noticeable in Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, because they just send off Thor to figure out what the oh, Infinity yeah, yeah. Stones are, and he goes <laughs> to that funny pool, and he has yeah. a vision. Like, that's what his thing is. So, weird side mission, and then Infinity War, weird side mission where he's got to forge a hammer. You know, I just... Yeah, he's never part of the main plot. And it, that I disagree. I think lot. Infinity War, he was executed well. But he's not part of the main plot. Like that's he is you though. can't argue against that. That's just a fact. He's not part of the main Dude, plot. He's if on he did side not missions. come back at the third act, they're all fucked. I don't think you're listening to what I'm saying, but um, anyways, we were talking about Secret Wars and whatever. He's uh, Michael Waldron is also the guy who brought us the Aluma Wadi line from Doctor Strange. So expect more of that. that. <laughs> okay, so so the Illuminati group 
or like we oh, are the Dr. Illuminati, like, which by the okay, way, yeah. side note, is a real word yeah. in the English language that 99% of people are familiar with. And Dr. Strange is part of the 1% that doesn't know what the word is and goes, the Aluma Wadi in his weird you know, American accent. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That's a, that's a Michael Waldron line. Um, so yeah, so great. Uh, but we've been talking a lot about news, and let's just move on from this. Sure. Uh, so we watched a movie, and the movie sure was called Barbarian. It took me a second to remember. Uh, and we are going to guess the Metacritic score. We uh, There is a, a, a an internet website uh, on the internet uh, called Metacritic. As they often are. Yeah, those websites. can't find them <laughs> anywhere else. Um, and they tabulate... Uh, critics scores of a movie and it's a score out of 100 and if it's ranked 61 or above it gets a little green score if it's 80 or above it gets a special must see uh label if it's 60 to somewhere still i'm never gonna learn the, <laughs> the yellow zone because like i just it's not on my agenda of things to do so somewhere in the 50s and maybe a little lower is yellow and if it's like maybe like lower 40s to zero is red. Uh, you don't want to be in the red zone. So we're going to try and guess where this movie ranked. Uh, so let's hear from Peter first. Okay, so Peter, think... uh, that's your cue. To yeah, go. yeah, dude, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Give me time. 71. 71, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I was also going to go in the 70s. I think... I think I'll go on the higher end. I'll go 77. 71 or 77. Barbarian, barbarian, barbarian. I'm going to go with 75. Okay, 71, 75, and 77? Yeah. Okay, let's check. Barbarian. The real barbarian was the friends we made along the way. Hey, um, you can say that again. The real barbarian were the friends we made along the way. Um, hey, okay, fine. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> the real, fuck. Um, yeah. uh, okay, I think uh, that means Aiden is the winner. It is a seventy-nine. So, like, That's really cool. close to must see. Like, if it had just yeah. gotten a little higher, um, what do you guys think about that? Uh, I think that, like, yeah, <laughs> I, I like it. So, sure. Peter? Dude, uh, I, I can't rank horror movies, man. It, it's just, I see it. You're not ranking them. You're just... <laughs> I, I see them, and it's like, okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I think horror is such a weird genre, because there are so many different factors you need to consider. Uh, like, it's not just whether it's, like, a good movie plot-wise. It also needs to be, like, like that's, that's like you know the suspense the uh you know what, okay, like, peter do you agree with the score or do you not agree with the score just just answer me that i i, I just think it's hard to rank it's like a oh it's God. almost like joker to me where like i can't really give it a score like i think what it's trying to do is great but i wouldn't really enjoy it but if i don't enjoy a movie i can't rank it high so... i could definitely give joker a score and it would be like 2.5 <laughs> stars less <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <so> like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think it's it's one of these that 
I don't know when it comes to a score. Okay. I say like not for me, so I I disagree. I guess. Okay. Well, thank you for that fascinating interview. <laughs> um, I think I think the score maybe is a little high. I think I think it belongs in the seventies. To yeah. be fair, so I don't think I it's agree. I think it's surpassed the sixties. I think it belongs in the green zone, but I think it's a little too close to the must see zone. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think 79. I don't think it's a must see. I think but, no, yeah, I think seventy nine is like close, but I think it falls a little short of maybe seventy nine. Uh, so Aiden, as the winner, you get to decide. Uh, Dude, I always win. Was, you do tend to win. You're very good at guessing this thing. Um, so you get to uh, decide who goes first for their non-spoiler reaction. And like always, I will go first. Go first, okay. yes, yeah. you will. Um, we'll do that. My non-spoiler reaction, I love horror movies. I watch horror In high school, that was one of like my the main things I did with my friends was I just went and saw like pretty much every horror movie. Like I've seen I've seen shit. Like I've seen I saw the nun in theaters. And if anyone's seen the nun, like they know. Like you know what I'm talking about. But um like yeah, like so I I really enjoyed this movie. I think that it was a movie that embraced that it was a horror movie, which is something I like. I think a lot of modern horror movies are like almost ashamed of the fact that they're horror movies. Um, and I liked I liked that this one was very it embraced it a lot. I thought it took some risks, which I thought I don't quite know if some of them worked for me. Um, and I think I wanted a little bit more out of it towards the end, but I really liked the performances. Um, I liked a lot of the visual style of it. Um, and I liked that it wasn't afraid to just like be what it wanted to be. Like, I think that it kind of broke convention in a few ways. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I definitely liked it. I think my, it's like a pretty like solid 3.5 stars for me. I, I think like that's a, if we go in like Fantano ratings, like it's a strong three point five. What's sorry? What, what like ratings? like like Anthony Fantano? I don't like, know who that like, is. Don't you don't know who Anthony is. Fantano? What the no, fuck? He's like you know like the needle drop, like the music critic on YouTube, the bald guy, Melon. No, no, no <laughs> idea who this guy never, is. Never, never mind that. It's an affirmative three point five for me. I would say if you like fun horror movies go see this it's fun but if you don't really like horror movies i don't know how much you're gonna like this i mean if you don't yeah if you don't like horror movies don't go see the horror movie that's kind of what but that's not like sometimes like there are people i don't like midsummer but a lot of people like love midsummer like you have to see it and they're not even horror fans and they think that okay i see i see so would you so you would maybe recommend this one yeah I, i i would say like if you're a if you're a horror buff I would go see it. It's fun. Okay. Um, and one other question, Aiden. Uh, how was your viewing experience? Um, was there anyone, like, laughing particularly loudly at certain times? <laughs> Man, you know? there is this one... Kate, like, there's this one fucking asshole who's sitting, like, a few rows ahead of me. But, like, I, I, can't, I can only see the back of his head, but, like, Matt, this guy, like... This guy definitely looks like a clown. Like, I can't see his face. And, like, just, like, ruining the whole theater experience, like, laughing at the most inopportune times, straight up just <laughs> on his phone. I think at one point he got up and just, like, stretched. You know what I mean? Like, he just, like, went like this, like, put his arms up and, like, blocked the screen. <laughs> yeah. He was just, like, he was, he was, like, loudly reacting to things, like, all the time. Like, he was just, like, oh, no, don't do that. And it was, like, dude, come on. Like, I get that it's a horror movie, but, like, let's, let's tone it down a little bit. 
And um, that guy's name is Alex Gordon. Was he eating like was he eating beans or anything? Like did he <laughs> <have> beans? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the, you did he did. go? Oh no, my beans! <laughs> yeah, dude, it wasn't beans, chickpeas. But yeah, yeah. Oh, chickpeas. Yeah. Oh. Is he vegan? Sounds. Hey, yeah, maybe. Dude, anyways, that was me. What are you? What the fuck are you? What are you, god asshole? Yeah. Um, so we we happen to be in the same theater. Uh, to be to be clear, the first two things were true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did laugh a couple times so i actually i was gonna i was gonna ask did you identify me before i stopped you afterwards did you did no. you pick up that it was me no, no? i know you're there wait it was you actually you <laughs> I, I was, I was just making shit up most 90 percent of that was made up but i was laughing at some points and man i wish i remembered why i was laughing too because i would have written written those down no i didn't, um, I honestly didn't really notice anyone laughing that hard there were some people that were like kind of to the left of me that were like because i was towards the back there were people that were kind of in the back with me that were like there were a few times they were saying like man why would you go in there so that was kind yeah. of based in reality but yeah, that I wasn't that. you <laughs> <laughs> uh and i was on my phone but that's how i write my notes because i don't bring a notebook to the theater I so i just try i try to be subtle and i turn the brightness down and stuff uh i was not eating beans I did not stretch. I did not do any of those other things. <laughs> but yeah, so after, it was funny, after I left the theater and I hung around for a bit, like sitting in my seat, just so I could like see if there was an end credit scene. I do this now. I'm like, yeah, I, I to see if like, I was well, especially anything. Cause the movie was cutting in and out. Like, yeah, that too. So, yeah. so it was like, is it done? Is it actually done? So like, if I hadn't done that, we wouldn't have crossed paths. Cause we were mm -hmm. like, like he was like two feet ahead of me when we were walking out. And I recognized his hairstyle from the back. And I was like, holy fuck, it's, is that Aiden? <laughs> and so that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, uh, Peter, what did you think of this movie? Okay, so big disclaimer before I get into the reaction. Not a horror movie guy whatsoever. Really? Absolutely. You? I, I'm shocked. I feel like you haven't said that three <laughs> times already this podcast. horror movies was forced to watch this one because the podcast but he uh, wanted to watch lyle lyle crocodile we said <laughs> you know no what? no no Maybe that's not. That, that's absolutely no worse you wanted to watch amsterdam dude I have oh to yeah you really wanted to see there, amsterdam bro. the movie by the abuser the directed by the abuser wait actually David will russell is bad do you not listen to your own podcast like we were talking <laughs> about this like last week i mean you weren't there but that's that's awkward peter doesn't listen to the pod Wow. wow. Uh, but anyways, my reaction. Um, I thought like, okay, I'm gonna talk about the trailer real quick. When I when okay. I watched the trailer, okay, I I um uh, I didn't know it's a it's a horror movie at first. Like this is like way back when uh, the trailer was trending on the main page of YouTube. It was just like Justin Long's new movie, and it opened like a like a like a comedy movie almost. Like it's talking about him or has to liquidate this house. And like at like towards like the the halfway mark, the trailer all of a sudden flips, and you enter the basement, and everything started like you know, go going to shit. I loved that. I thought the trailer was really well done. Now, how it translates to the movie is actually very similar because um, fuck, I I just non spoiler. I can't get into much, but uh, I would say for non horror people, it's not really like that attractive, but um, 
it's a fun viewing experience, sort of, but again, I don't really like horror, so I, it, was, it was pretty scary. I, without going too much into the spoiler, you knew Justin. I had no idea Justin Long. We'll get into this. I had no idea Justin Long was into this movie at all. I, I thought. I, I thought. Actually you know that, like, like the, the first segment not... of the movie, I was like, "That's what the movie." Yeah, is. yeah. I like, totally. I had no I idea. Agree. Like, but but like their first trailer, they advertised it as Justin Long's new project or something. Really? And that's no. the name of the trailer. No, I'm, so, like, no, I'm with Aiden. I had no idea. Also, I still have no idea who Justin Long is. Right. I feel, I feel like, like a, it, it's a big name that sounds familiar, but I don't know who that guy is. He's like all. an early two thousand like comedy guy who's in like a lot of rom. He was in uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Wait, was he? Yeah, I just, I just looked it up. Apparently, he was Chipmunker. Like, <laughs> his, his I, don't, I don't know. He wasn't. I he wasn't Dave, or and he wasn't. Um, he's Alvin. He really? Yeah. How the fuck would I recognize? <laughs> no, he's just—he was in like a bunch of stuff, like in the two thousands and stuff. Can you imagine if Chris Pratt was the Chipmunks, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't do the pitch alter at all? Like, just no, no, why would they? Chris it's just Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but oh, sorry, Peter was doing his reaction. Um, did you have any more thoughts for us, Peter? Oh, score. Yeah, let's get two you. Two and a half out of five. Like, that's probably two? the highest I would give. You said two? Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half? Oh my god. Really? Dude, that's probably the highest I would give to a horror movie, honestly. I just, I don't enjoy it. And, okay, so would you recommend it to a friend? Absolutely not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Peter, that's a brutal uh, reaction, I have to say. I mean, I'm not huge on horror either, but. Uh, I know a good movie when I see one, and uh, this was a pretty. This was pretty good. I think. I think Aiden said something along the lines of like, "This was a movie that knew what it wanted it to be, and like really stuck to that." And I, I totally agree. It knew that it was. Um, you know how people say like, "There's like elevated horror," and yeah. like like Midsummer and Hereditary, just anything Ari Aster does really. Yeah. And some people are like, "Oh, that's." stupid like you shouldn't designate between this and that and i think i don't know i don't really care i don't i don't have much to say on that conversation particularly but um i think this wouldn't would fall more in like the non elevated horror and i appreciated that to some extent like i find that the the ones that are quote unquote uh elevated are usually more like metaphorical and sometimes hard to like and I, I think they fall flat, personally, yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, And this is what I was talking about, like, movies that sometimes feel like they're embarrassed to be horror movies, and it's like, why did you even, like, just make yeah. a different movie if this is what you wanted to make, but... Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I appreciated that this was, like, a horror film that was like, yeah, we're a horror film, and we're gonna do some fucking weird shit. And, yeah, it was still, I think, kind of clearly about something. Like, it still had a message to say, right? Um so I think it, it found a nice balance between like having a real story. So it's not just like a thinly veiled allegory. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. So I thought it was good. I think, uh, and we'll get into this. I think the direction and the visual style was, um, sorry, let me, let me not conflate those two things. I think the visual style was very, very interesting. 
um, and I really liked it. Um, uh, I think there's some problem areas. Like it's not it's not a perfect movie, but I was fully invested the whole way through. I think the story really grasped me and I was like on the edge of my seat the entire time. I think it was, yeah. So I think it was a really fun time. I would recommend people see this. Um, Like uh, one of you said, like if you're not into horror, like don't go see a horror film, obviously. But um, if you're like, yeah, I'll dip my feet in. I think this is a good one to dip your feet in. Um, as you know, speaking from like personal experience too. Um, uh, score wise, um, yeah, maybe like a three point five. I could be coaxed into a four, but I guess that's kind of like leaning into must see territory, and I feel like it's not that. So maybe maybe well, three. Your scale doesn't have to be the same as Metacritic's. To be fair, four doesn't have. That to be is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next the next thing we do now is a brief synopsis so peter because you were furthest from the score you have to give us a synopsis of the movie for people who didn't see the movie but are listening to our pod right now what happens in this movie full spoilers spoiler time opens in like a rainy night where you see this woman tess driving up to a house so she's supposed to stay there. Um, she has an Airbnb. Uh, she booked an Airbnb for a job interview happening the next day. And then there's also this little side plot about this Marcus guy who kept calling her, which is just like... Oh, yeah, I forgot about like, that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, oh, I have a new discussion point. Oh, okay. <laughs> but then she talks about how like she was in an abusive relationship and she kept like going back to it. So I assume Marcus was the guy in the abusive relationship. So... Bill Skarsgård, that motherfucker, opens the door for her. Um, I was like, hey, do you... And, like, asked in a creepy way. It's like, hey, do you want to stay over for the night? <laughs> um, because, like, there was a convention in town. All the hotels were booked. Very cheap way to get out where, like, she has to stay there for the night. So, uh, during the night, like, like, the movie kept, like, driving you to think that, oh, Bill Skarsgård. Bro, the guy from it, he's going to do it again. Nope. It's just normal. There are a couple of, like, fake scares. They were scaring each other in their sleep, shit like that. And in the morning, nothing happens. Um, and then she goes to her job interview. It goes well. She comes back. And then she's out of toilet paper, so she has to go down to the basement to get some. And then this is why you always bring her home with you. Now, this movie, if anything has made me to bring my key and my phone with me at all times. <laughs> that shit scared the shit out of me, bro. Like, oh my goodness. She got locked in the basement because the door just, boom, slid shut. Like, okay. Um, and then she found there was actually a hidden room in the basement. And then there was a, a, a bed. There was blood on the bed. There's a bucket. And there's a camera. So, and then she eventually escapes because the Keith, Bill Skarsgård's character, comes home, and then she escapes through the window of the basement. And then Bill was like, hey, I'm curious. I'm going to find out what's down there. She, she, he goes in, doesn't come back. So obviously Tess has to help him because she's a very, very nice person. Um, yeah, Peter would have just said, fuck it, and Yeah, I would just booked die. it, man. Booked it right there. <laughs> uh, Probably, uh, honestly. And then, and then uh, she goes in, and then... Uh, she saw Bill Skarsgård pretty much get his skull fucking smashed 
Uh, and then, and then that's where screen turns to black, and they fade to Justin Long driving the highway, getting accused of sexual assault, which he most likely did. Uh, uh, and then he was like, "Hey, I have to. I don't have money right now, so I have to liquidate some assets. I have to sell some houses." Uh, so he goes to Michigan. It's kind of weird that a big actor owns a house in such a round, like a like a rundown town like Brightmore. But he oh, apparently yeah. he has a house there. He goes there, he wants to sell the house, and then he realizes someone's living there, and then discovers there's hidden space in the basement, start measuring it because he thinks he can get money, more money out of it, <laughs> obviously gets captured, and then uh, that's when like we see more of like who's actually like trapped in the basement, not trapped, I guess, just living there, uh, which is like this woman uh, who's, I think, sort of hinted at the result of incest. Yeah, um, years and years of incest. Yeah. Who, who's like very, very like inhuman looking, um, like long and nails, strong and yeah, yeah, uh, long nails, etc. Uh, and then and then like they get captured, and then the woman's actually like her intention was like those people who get captured, they're my babies, so I have to feed them, I have to like be like like basically she's <laughs> treating them as babies while they're being involuntarily held in the basement. And then they uh, they found an opportunity to escape. Tess escapes, uh, and then uh, she's rescued by the homeless guy who we saw earlier on in the movie. Um, and she's like, "Hey, I have to go back there." Obviously, like it, she's dressed in like her her clothes are dirty, there's blood everywhere. Um, no one tr- no one believes her. The police just goes away, and then yeah, she's the like, police oh. the police just think she's like a crack or a meth head, and they're yeah. like. Yeah, you're I crazy feel like that's lady. such a tough situation, though. Like, if you're the police, because like you, they do look like you know, but like the story they're telling is doomed. I mean, I think whatever. the I think the portrayal of the police was pretty accurate. Well, I mean, like I guess like there was like a shooting or something, and they had to go. So like I don't know. Uh, but anyways, uh, and she goes back, which I think is very dumb, but she does that anyways. Uh, she goes back for for the guy for adjusting Ron. And then, uh, they escaped. I think right. She 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 crushed. Uh, she she pretty much like crushed the the woman with her car. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. That's she what has... happened. Um, yep. And then and then they escaped, and then they went to the homeless guy's shelter, and then homeless guy, hey, it's very safe here. I haven't been attacked for fifteen years, <laughs> but tonight <laughs> is tonight. <laughs> uh, so obviously, like the 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 woman goes after them. Uh, then then this whole shit turns into like a sort of like an action movie. Um, like they escape to a water tower, uh, and then like the woman chases after him. AJ pushes, sorry, AJ's Justin Ross character pushes Tess off the water tower. Woman leaps down to save Tess. Uh, uh, AJ's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Obviously not. He just wants to save himself. Uh, and then he gets his skull crushed. And as the woman's trying to hold Tess, Tess pulls out the gun, and then boom. The movie ends. Yeah, the she, she kills, and yeah. apparently the character is called the mother, so we'll, we'll yeah. refer to her as such. So yeah. she, Tess Tess kills the mother in an act of mercy because that's what the mother wants for some reason. Um, that's not hinted at. No, it's very hinted at. That's it's really? like like so hinted at that I wouldn't even call it subtext. It's really? like that's when? what's happening. She's like, please kill me. 
When did she say that? Really? I actually didn't interpret it that yeah, way I either. I, I, I interpreted it more as like she straight up did not understand what the gun was. I I I don't feel that way. I think she was like, you know, kill me now kind of thing. Um, I'm a monster. Sad thing. That's well, whatever. That's that's kind of like. Hey, was that a ghost and all? Did I don't go say anything? I was a thorough thorough. I do think. Thing. You didn't mention the the guy very much yeah, who who does who initially like he owned this house in like the Reagan era. We flash yeah, we do a flashback to the eighties. The murderer. The the guy who like recorded. No, he's not a murderer. He's a serial rapist. Wait. Get it right, Peter. <laughs> Presumably a murderer too, though. We I, I think that's possibly. Yeah. Dude, he looked creepy as fuck, man. It's like, it's like, uh, fucking, what's that show that you told me? Mindhunter, all over again. Yeah. Fucking hell, that was man, creepy man, as fuck. Mindhunter vibes. Um, but yeah, so, we flash back to the 80s, we meet the guy who started the whole thing, and, uh, just for context, I guess, and he kills himself. Um, see, that's kind of, like, why I think that's what the mother does, because the guy kills himself. And oh, sure. So it seems like, you know, like, um... And yeah, whatever. So that was a good synopsis. Thank you, Peter. Uh, we're going to get into spoiler discussion. So first off, uh, the first shot of the movie, I was like, the visual style is going to be fantastic. I just know yeah. it. Um, I was impressed by how much camera movement there is, um, which is not something I feel like I see very often. So like tracking shots. Um, it starts with like a boom up, which was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I liked how they frame things, uh, the use of inserts a couple times, um, just like angles were really good. Just yeah, a really I, nice looking film. I was going to say, and I thought they were like, specifically, like they were very intentional, like, and there were a lot of like, like they have that tracking shot where she's, it's from the side, it's like 90 degrees profile of her walking mm -hmm. up to the house. And I thought it was great because like, there are a lot of shots that are like kind of voyeuristic. And I think they give that impression by like, the, there's something in the foreground and it feels like she's being watched like we're just outside the porch at the camera and we it's like someone is like following her and then when she goes into the city later in the movie we also see like there's a shot where she's sitting in this above. cafe and it's like yeah there's a shot from above mm, and like yeah. there's a shot where she's sitting in a cafe where it's like there's a bunch of people around and we see she looks like almost like she's being observed and there are a bunch of shots like that that kind of build up this suspicion like she's being followed and i think that that was very intentional because we're supposed to be very suspicious of bill skarsgård i think that up until the twist where he dies we are supposed to think that yeah we'll get into but here. yeah i'm well we already we already spoiled it but like yeah like up until that point i think we're supposed to be very suspicious of him and we're supposed to think it's him and i think that the the film language did a really good job of that um but yeah i i really i I guess we'll get into this. I don't know if you want to get into this now. It's later in the movie where sometimes the visual style I didn't like as much. And it was specifically the use of wide-angle lenses all the time. I was going to say, I liked some of it. I liked, I liked so some of it, too. There's the one shot where they start using it. It's in the corridor, yeah. and it's of Justin Long. I don't know what just happened. I think he's got the gun and the phone, yeah. and he's, like, freaking out. And, I was and like, then we oh, have the video game sick. shot. Yeah, I didn't like the video game shot that yeah. preceded or like that just followed it. Yeah, but the one before it, where it's like looking at him, I was like, "Oh, that's a nice shot." 
that um, and that's I wrote the exact note where it, it wasn't a bad idea, but I thought it was overused and not always used in a good situation. Like I think that I wanted the tunnel to feel a little bit more claustrophobic and it felt more like this video right, yeah. game POV thing. I loved the use of it in the flashback when we flash back okay. to the murderer. I love mm-hmm. that it's this like really weird kind of like surreal tracking, yeah. like tracking like technicolor sort of like it did feel yeah, it didn't feel like the real world. Like it felt like a surreal version of the eighties. And I, I thought that was great. I really loved it there. It was just that in when we flash back to like our main story, I didn't love it all the time. I, I think I wish that they shot that a little bit differently. But I, it wasn't a huge knock for me. Yeah, I, I would say for the beginning, I love the shot where she walks into the house, where we see it from the side, and then it it. She, she walks up the stair and then eventually into the house and it fades to black and yeah. the title shows up. That shot was so beautifully done. Like, it's like you're entering this unknown space, both like for, for the character and you as the audience. And we obviously know we have sort of an expectation because this is a horror film. Uh, but it's like you officially from safety entering the unknown. I, I really love that. And then the, the title shows up. That was very beautifully done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very, very like good looking movie. And I'd say like, like I said that also about, I think, Don't Worry Darling and also about bros, but I think <laughs> of the three of them, so I just seem to say it a lot, but of the yeah. three of them, I think this is the one I would say it applies to the most maybe. Yeah. I think it was more in, more inventive and like willing yeah. to like do fun things where the other ones were um kind of maybe a little more standard and it was willing to like film in the same space in very different ways scene to scene and i I really liked that um fuck i was gonna oh there there's just another shot that i off the top of my head that i really loved was it's like sort of on the second half of the movie but it's not it's like when justice long is in the tunnels and we see he's at like the door of where the murderer guy is like sleeping and it's just like this wide where like we slowly see the mother kind of like creep out of the darkness and she's oh my just kind of shroud and then she kind of slinks back in i love that i thought it was great the the use of like the darkness of the tunnel is so well done and yeah. like like they do the same scare so many times and it works every time because it's yeah. terrifying seeing something creep out of the darkness or like you don't know when it's coming man i like like i i'll be honest I'm not someone who does horror films very well. So like, I was like closing my eyes and ears. Like I was like, I'm not, I'll wait for this to pass and then I'll, I'll keep watching. <laughs> um, so Peter, you and I aren't too dissimilar. Um, oh, there's also, also the shots. Um, you talk sorry, about go the ahead, tunnel. Peter. You talk about the tunnel. Um, and I think it's genius that, and also very practical that they're using phone flashlights because um there is a comparison online where like if it's an actual like store bought flashlight, you can light up like your entire backyard with just one flashlight. But with the phone, it's much more low powered and you can only Mm. see a very limited space in front of you. And that just adds to the suspense and the eventual payoff of like the mother coming out um, much more. And then just because like, instead of like, like seeing the whole tunnel lit up, you just see a very limited sphere around you. And then this sort of like unknown just builds on the tension even more. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, sorry. What I was going to say was there's that one doorway shot of Tess looking into the dark tunnel and she's backlit. That's another shot yeah. that I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but, Aiden, uh, uh, you had some moments that didn't work. Would that fit well in the direction? Did we sure. talk about that? Uh, we can talk about it a little. Yeah, so one of the things i guess this is direction because it's like a i mean it is a directorial choice the wide angle stuff i was like i don't love all of the use of this um i also there were just like little moments where i was just like uh like some of that you know how like it had a lot of inserts that would like quickly cut to and there are these quick push-ins and like yeah, sometimes yeah. sometimes it felt weird because it was just like this really static scene and then it went into this push in. And I think that was the point, but it just didn't quite work for me. And then like, this isn't, this isn't as much visual, but like the, the the moment where like, she's first looking down the dark corridor and she's like, the music builds up and she's like, Nope. And then it cuts hard cuts to her, like sitting on the stairs. I was like, Oh, that should have been funnier than it was, but it was just like, uh, like, I think something about like, it just wasn't timed quite right for me. And like, I don't okay. know if there was enough music build. And I think I maybe would have wanted that shot a little bit differently. Like, but I, I don't know exactly what I would have done, but it was just little moments like that where I was like, eh, I don't know if that worked for me. Yeah. Um, I, that might've been, that might've been like working with just like the actors and like how the, the performance of that maybe. I don't yeah. Know. It might've been like the delivery line. I don't know. I, I like that actress a lot though. I've seen her in other stuff too. Oh, oh, um, I, I don't know if I've seen her before, but she was, I think she was great. Um, I was going to say, oh, for the inserts. So just for those who haven't seen, um, it's like she's locked in the basement and she's recalling to mind that she doesn't have her phone, but she does have the key. And so they do that using inserts, but the inserts aren't, aren't your like regular inserts of just like a static close-up shot. It's like, it pushes in very quickly to be like, oh fuck, like I forgot my phone. And I think I think what it does well is it's very clear what the shot is about. Because yeah. I think I think maybe the issue is if you just do a static shot, it might not be perfectly clear that like, oh, it's because the phone is gone. It's like, so when it moves, it's like, oh fuck, fuck, fuck the the phone is gone. You know, or yeah. I don't have the why, phone. And why did they I have the key though? The, yeah, yeah, why did they zoom in on the key box? I thought that was very strange. It was because empty it's because like, she has it, it was empty, in yeah. her pocket. Because like she yeah, would have no left way. it for Bill Skarsgård had like had she not been chased into the house at that point because she was chased by like a homeless man into the house uh, right before that. Like that's why she still had the key on her. But like if she, if that hadn't happened, she would have just left it in the key box. So it was just trying to signal like, oh, I have the key. Yeah. And what's important about that though is she's locked in the basement. And there's a window. So if she crawls out the window, she can get in through the front door. Yeah. That's the escape plan, is using uh... the key. Yeah. Um, speaking of... Just while we're on that point, why doesn't she just fucking break the window? She does it later. Yeah. So, like, that's a pretty easy way. I mean, maybe at that point, you're like, I don't well, want to damage the property if I don't she have She also... To. She's seen weird ass shit, but she doesn't know there's a monster there. She yeah, just okay, like so. at that point, she's just seen like the room and the like the room with the camera and the tunnel, and she's just like yeah. scared. And so, like, I think, yeah, I think it is like Maybe I don't want to the problem. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't leap to that just yet. Yeah. Um, one last thing on the direction though, while we're here, 
Um, this is so visual style. Great. Working with actors. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Before I get to that, I did look up the budget of Barbarian. Oh, it had a budget of four million dollars, oh, which is That's not high. not very much. Um, I think. Indie, like, I feel like this is more in line with like an indie horror. It's closer to indie, but it is made by like some real production companies okay. like some bigger that's that's pretty small though like that's yeah, not insane for, amount and like for you know to have bill skarsgård for example in there yeah. true, you know true, yeah. um so i think i think what i was going to say was i think the visual style because it's a lower budget like they have the room and maybe even the necessity to um to innovate and to do fun things because um we can be a little more loose and also, like, this will be a draw. Like, people will be like, um, uh, like, like, oh, you know, the cinematography is really interesting. Whereas, like, you might not want to risk it with uh, something with a higher budget where you have a, a whole, like, A-list cast. And so right. you don't want to waste their time on things that aren't going to work. So, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, before we get to the director thing, we're going to take a little quick, quick little break. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, and we're back from our break. Uh, we figured out Peter's mic issue that has been annoying me for the last hour. Um, so I was talking about uh, the direction, but I think it might be better applied as like just a note for writing. Um, is it just me, or does this like the does the writing of the movie have very like cis straight white guy energy? Did you yes. get that? I was going to say like I like when the, when I saw the movie that it was written by a man. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know, it just and I couldn't even tell you I don't know, maybe it's the way they talk about you know, the conversation between Bill Skarsgård and Tess in the beginning, like where she's so talking weird. about like her abusive relationship, like Yeah, I don't know. Like it's just something something about it. I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't think it was yeah, like bad, but it was like it's, it it's not uh it's it's distinct enough in a not good way that I yeah. knew that it was written by. I also knew man. it was written by a man, like, like might likely a white man. Yeah. Like it's, it's the way characters talk, I think is like the big giveaway. Um, and, and the way they talk about and deal with um, Justin Long's character, AJ, because he yeah. is a, as a rapist and the way they just kind of like deal with that concept feels like it comes from a man yeah i don't know um there was a note i wrote where like we have this moment towards the end where he like seems to be having a redemptive arc yeah. and this is like yeah. it's played up in comedy because it's like it's set up for him to do like the shittiest thing ever in the next like moment yeah but like when that happened i like genuinely thought that that's what the movie was trying to do and i was like no I was like, no, yeah. don't give us, I don't get, no, don't do this. It's, it's somehow both tried to humanize the rapist and tried to make him like a goofy clown so that it was like, so on the nose, like there's no subtlety to the conversation it's trying to have. And that's like, that's the white guy thing. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's not very subtle. And yeah, some of the, so the way some of the characters talk, I'm like, I don't think, I don't, it, it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I won't, I won't get more into it. Just like the dialogue specifically was a little bit like, 
Did a did someone who looks like this person write that, or did a white guy write that? Yeah. Um. Anyways, so like the writing in the dialogue was a little bit clunky. Uh, could have used a second pass, I think. Anyways, let's keep going. Uh. So first things first. Uh. The movie is set in a bad neighborhood. Um. You wouldn't know it though from the beginning because it's dark out. It's That's UK. crazy. You, like the difference you, from night and day. Did you have insane. that issue? I find they're like, like Bill. Bill is like, oh, you can't stay here. This is a dangerous neighborhood. And the only thing we've seen of the neighborhood is like dark shadows and houses, like the outline of houses with the lights turned off. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not like a rough looking neighborhood. That's like what a, I, just a regular neighborhood. What I liked about, I think that was intentional though, that we hadn't seen it because we're supposed to be like, is that true? Because he's convincing oh, her to not. He's, yeah. he's, convin- he's convincing her to stay in the house at that point, and he's yeah. using this. We don't know if that's true, and so it does. Okay. I thought I thought it was a good detail for like. That was great. This is, the same thing. Awesome. The same thing when when he mentions the convention, like oh, there's a convention town. We don't know if that's true. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. Like it's the they, same they sort of thing. Like, yeah, a bunch of like, uh, you know, coinky dinks. Like, oh, shoot, there's a convention. What? And the, but like, the hotels. <laughs> yeah. But I thought, what I thought that was going to be, because at this point in the movie, I thought Bill Skarsgård was a bad guy. Um, it, yeah. It's set up at, heavily that he's yeah. a creepy guy. At this point, like, I thought when when uh, Tess, um, Georgina, Cam- Georgina Campbell is the actress, um, okay. I thought, like, when she goes to, to her job interview and she mentions the convention, I thought the interviewer was going to be like oh i didn't i didn't hear about that or something like that convention yeah (laughs) like but um but then there wasn't that and i i if we're on the topic of writing i have i don't know like do we want to get into the story structure thing right now the Mm, no we'll get to it okay oh yeah i forgot i forgot to send it to you guys sorry um but uh someone did want to talk about uh the setting versus the real world i think peter you thought you looked up yes that i thought it was very interesting because um like when i when i watched it i i was like hey like they totally just like made that right like it's set in such a rundown weird looking neighborhood this is like the only house left standing that's like sort of nice looking but i actually looked up a video of this city brightmore uh someone in 2020 drove through the city and recorded it Apparently, it became a corporate dumping ground because of Detroit's sort of uh, uh, overall like recession in the recent years, and like there are actually houses like completely abandoned. Like the movie obviously exaggerated a little bit with like you know like trees falling down, like overgrown stuff. But like there are many abandoned houses in uh, in Detroit, so it is accurate in that regard. Thank you, and back to the podcast. <laughs> um sorry uh so my next point is um who the fuck is marcus uh because oh. he keeps getting phone calls from him and then like nothing comes of it he's Which, a, I mean, uh, it's abusive fine, I relationship guy with uh with tess yeah was it abusive because like i don't yeah because he, talk, he talked yeah. about yeah. it with uh with bill or with uh fuck keith keith That's yeah his name. yeah mm. I might have just yeah, the, it is it. definitely like it is definitely giving the impression that it was abusive. Um, okay, but it yeah, I mean again like 
I have a point I want to talk about when we get to the story structure thing, but and it's but yeah. I'm gonna string you to along that. on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um my next point, and some of these points you'll notice are very short and like just whatever, and I'm okay with that. Um so Keith is kind of weird, and I mean and you're That's getting to that. Um I think I think you're right. I think they were trying to set him up as a weird guy. Um Dude, they knew what is, they were doing when they casted Bill Skarsgård, yeah. man. Yeah, like yeah, they, that's, they had, that's like, for sure. They're they're in for the ultimate bamboozle, you know. Yeah, and like, <laughs> I think it's I think this is another moment where the dialogue was like so cringeworthy, and maybe like in a good way. Like you know, he's like, "Oh man, that's just how I was raised. I was raised to be a good boy who's like, Dude, yeah, okay." On yeah. the dialogue point, code and I so I good. gotta say though, I was so frustrated when I was listening to Keith talk. I was like, "Dude, your conversation finished." 30 seconds ago. Time for you to leave. And he was just standing there. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Come to fuck weird, up. <laughs> and like, the, the thing with the wine bottle, just, uh, just the yeah. way he talks. And I, mean, oh, I, I, think actually, this is... I covered my eyes during that point because I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to watch. <laughs> and uh, it's hard because it's like, does that mean the, the writer did a good job? You know, right, because like, they're definitely going for that vibe. It's hitting the um, right buttons for sure. It is yeah. just like a little weird. No, like it, it does weird. make sense though. Like, like you, when you're in a stranger's house and like this, like you want to make sure that you know the stranger didn't tamper with the bottle before you drink from it. But like, like it's just the way he did it. And like, I just want to quickly talk about like how they set it up. I think like the beginning, like the first environment is dark. There's like very few lights around. It's rainy, and then you get like repeated phone call from this person. You already know it's a horror movie. And, uh, so like the vibe is just set in for you to get paranoid about anything. And then we get introduced to Keith, which is like your typical creepy horror dude. And then you immediately locked onto him. It's like, he is the guy. And yeah, I, mean... I, th- I think the movie, like to, to, sorry, just, just like to sell like the kind of twist it has when Bill Skarsgård dies. Like, I think it did a really good job. Like it knew that we would not like, because it does, like, these sort of false moves to make us think he's a good guy, but it knows that we're not going to actually be convinced he's that, a good guy yeah. by those moves. Um, and I, I I thought that was really well done. I think, I, I just kind of, like, occurred to me, I think Keith plays into, like, a larger idea of what the movie is trying to be about. Um, just, like, this analysis of, like, what it's like to be a woman in this day and age, which is another reason why it's kind of weird that this is written and directed by the same white guy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I digress. So it's, so you have the whole cast of characters is um, kind of different aspects of this. So here's Keith who turns out is a okay human being as far as we know, but he acts really weird, mostly because, well, p- partly because like, there's a little bit of like, I don't want to, maybe not misogyny per se, but like, like, you know how he's like, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to be the perfect gentleman. This like yeah. outdated idea of gender. Norms. I think he's like, being like a nice guy. Like, and yes, yes. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think one of my problems with the movies, that it seems like he kind of gets like, oh, he actually is a nice guy. And I don't know, like, I don't know if we want to embolden dudes that act like that. You know what I mean? It's a good point. Like, yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah, so here's, here's the guy who looks kind of creepy. I mean, 
sorry, Bill Skarsgård. Um, and he's the the nice guy or like the good guy. Like um, these are all in quotations. Um, and he, it turns out he's fine. Then you have AJ, who is the more attractive guy conventionally, I think. Um, well, depends on who's asking, I suppose. Um, but he's like a terrible person, it turns out. You've got the murder, or sorry, the serial rapist we find later. Um, and then there's also the, the police who aren't helpful and the homeless man who's like the the actual like good person, but like, um, you know, Tess doesn't know that. Like she thinks that he's like a scary guy. So like, it's interesting that this is like an analysis of that, you know, yeah. maybe the scary people, the people you think are scary on the outside aren't necessarily in. I don't know. Does it do a good job of the analysis? Hard to say. I don't yeah. know. I'm not. I, don't, I, I was going to say, like, I think I was thinking about, like, what point it's trying to make about, like, I guess, misogyny and like what it's like to be a woman. And I couldn't nail it down to a point that I thought was like really worth saying or was explored super well. I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's maybe a little messy um, or like. Like it doesn't it doesn't devote the whole movie to the point, which mm-hmm. honestly I appreciate because that's a good thing, yeah. Because if if what I mentioned is the point, then this movie is just trying to do what men did earlier this year, but <laughs> doing it much more subtly, integrating it better, and like not just like bashing you over the head <laughs> with the idea. And I really appreciate that. So I think like this movie could have been called Men, uh, but luckily the creator is a little more subtle than um what's his name I already alex, alex garland yeah alex garland um which sucks i like his know. i haven't seen Met, but i like his other movies yeah, yeah like his yeah. work on sci-fi stuff is really great it's it's quite an eerie movie i suppose like the vibe is good um anyways uh another point i had that i grouped here for some reason is uh the phone calls are terrible every single phone yes. call in this movie yes. is awful one of the points like, i wrote is that when justin long is driving in his car i was like that is not coming from your car <laughs> like, like the, the sound of the phone is like that is not like what i was like you can't no way with the wind blowing like what is that no. like? yeah <laughs> so okay so sound design not great the writing is particularly bad on some of the phone calls like the mom justin long's mom is so bad <laughs> um there's um and the acting the phone call acting isn't very good either it's like, and again, I'm thinking of the mom character for some reason, like just so like cliche and doesn't sound like they're having a real conversation. It sounds like they're reading the lines in front of them. And I mean, that's probably how it was done, like ADR kind of thing. Um, just terrible. All the phone calls. I wish like, like for some of them, like we didn't need to hear the other end of the conversation, you know, like it could have just been Justin Long reacting to unheard voice you know yeah um speaking of cliches uh the bathroom is down the hall to the left uh i i don't know if you picked up on this but like our bathroom's always down the hall (laughs) i remember this from home alone that's it when trump told the kid it was like down the hall and to the left like is that like just like is that oh yeah yeah that's the lobby you're right yeah is that a thing like in like the building or like (laughs) Bathrooms must like, be on the left. Like that's just a con- like. Is it an actual convention? Because now, like it's, well, it's in such my a house, famous- that's not the case. 
same same like if yeah. uh, just outside my door it would be down the hall and to the right like i think it's just like something that's it slips off the tongue nicely mm-hmm. down the hall and to the left and like you've heard it enough times that it's just like i i, I just wonder how many movies <laughs> in in how many movies are the bathrooms down the hall and to the left Too i don't bad. know these are the Too things bad. i think about watching a movie obviously Maybe it was, uh, I, i'm asking I'm asking it was one of the question. it was one of the tenants of the Hayes Code. Bathrooms cannot be on the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, more more weird minor points. Um, how are there no fucking hotels? You're telling me that in yeah, the city. Great. Well, it's it is Detroit. it is a pretty Detroit. rundown city though. Like it's, it's Detroit. It's a big city, and it's like, but she she needs to be in Detroit. Oh, so, so like, like she she's living in Brightmore because like but, she can't find a place in Detroit because it's like right beside yeah. Detroit. Okay, okay, okay. I see. I I just call bullshit. Like, there's no way. Like, you're telling me there's no like Marriott. Yeah, it is sort of like anything. a cheap way out of it. I agree. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah. yeah, like it's like they have to do it. They have to do. They're like, oh, well, you can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. So you mm-hmm. must, right? Like they're covering all their bases, which is, I mean, good. It's a good screenwriting thing. But yeah, I I just like. You know, when you're in a GIF, uh, in these kind of situations, you know, my first move would be, you know, call Expedia. And um, this is a fake ad because we were not actually sponsored by Expedia. Um, <laughs> but if we were... Use promo code PREDATOR. We could be. Um, <laughs> Expedia, call us. Uh, we're open. Um, just kidding. Uh, my next point is called, do you like jazz? Um, because this this like a whole conversation about jazz, and it just reminded me of the B movie. Um, yeah. but Aiden, you had a point about fleshing out character and how much oh, they yeah. like jazz. Well, okay, so I guess in the beginning, what I'm more talking about is just like with Bill Skarsgård's character, like they gives a lot of information going like either way on like, oh, is he a good guy or a bad guy? um mm-hmm. like it gives it like says like oh he's a member of the it gives us all this information that we can't validate but there's enough of it that like it doesn't seem it seems like it could be right but then there's also this like undercurrent and i think that my main point here is that it wasn't just like like these forced conversations that are trying to build it up like i felt like there were enough little details like between like the the door opening in the middle of the night um like they use different booking services um and like oh there are certain things where oh what am i looking at what oh when bill scars said like oh i've slept on worse like when he's talking about sleeping on the couch there's just little lines like that where it's like what does that mean like it could mean something mm-hmm. really normal like he slept on a floor one time or it could mean like he's uh, i don't know like if some he's a barbarian or something like that. Um, <laughs> like the title of the movie. Um, oh my god. Bill Skarsgård is a barbarian from like the past. Time traveled here and then he got a haircut and that's a movie, um, guys. But yeah, as for as for the Bill Skarsgård part, like that's really what I meant by that. And then it was for the Justin Long parts when it talks about how it's fleshing out his character. I think like when we first see him, like that's a like the first thing we see of him is him just driving in his car like singing this song and then we slowly Great song, by the way i need to i need to find out what that song is because i love that <laughs> song, whatever it is 
but we need to like we find out slowly just how shitty of a person he is and like mm-hmm. what his situation is what his stake is to the story and i felt like it was done in a way that was like good enough that like and then, and then it like all out confirms that he did it when he's talking to his friend and i thought that was a good writing choice because it's like showing how characters talk when they're talking to different people is very revealing okay, yeah. um and so I, I i just liked a lot of stuff like that cool um yeah uh back to uh back to billy scars um i really like the the moment where they're trying to get the duvet on the <laughs> like get the duvet in the i first of all that trick is genius i think i think that's really smart i i've had to like try to fit a do inside the the cover <laughs> and I, I usually resort to like just like crawling and like trying to like get inside the dupe and like manually and it's really awkward <laughs> um but also i feel like when the thing with the thing on his head he was like i feel like it was a callback to like like bedsheet ghosts mm-hmm. and like i thought i was certain that that's where the movie was going oh uh, yeah like it would be like a ghost thing and i was like that's so clever to make it like like a, a part of the visual in the beginning in a way that makes sense and i uh, yeah. i thought i thought that would have been a really cool thing if yeah. if that's what it stuck with but whatever um i think what it ultimately led to was interesting enough and I, i'll get to it later but um yeah. i did think like ghosts would have been a, a decent explanation for what's going on <laughs> um uh, did we cover your point about uh, sowing suspicion? I feel yeah, like we... that was. Bit, yeah, I think we did. Okay. Like just like okay. in the beginning with Bill Skarsgård, all the details he gives. Okay, now we get to more fun points. Um, not to say that your points weren't fun, Aiden. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is a point that I call uh, doorways. So you know the thing about doorways, where like you're thinking of something. It's like a it's like a real physiological thing where you're thinking about something like, oh, I need to go get milk from downstairs for example. Yeah. And so you go downstairs and you enter the doorway for the place you need milk and you go, why am I here? I already forget. Like, I don't, I don't remember yeah. what I'm doing here. And then it takes you a second to be like, Oh fuck, I need milk. It's because yeah. you went through a doorway. And that's like a, a physiological thing that happens when you enter okay. a new space. It's like it's crossing like a threshold. Yeah. When you cross the threshold, there's like a reset. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so at, at least two times in this movie, there's like, like that happens and yeah. not in a good way. So uh, the the first one is she's she wakes up uh, after the first night and she has the interview in the morning. She looks at her phone and she goes, shit. And then the next scene, we see her leisurely walking around <laughs> getting ready. And I'm like, what happened to the urgency? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was funny. Like, it, lo- it seemed like she was late. And then she's like, non like you know there's no rushing involved yeah. to get an interview it should have just been like oh shit if she was a little late like she slept in a little bit you know what i mean or like even like why <laughs> like i don't get it you know there's yeah. if if she's not late then why is she saying shit sure i don't know it didn't make any sense to me um and then the other one and i think this one might be worse hard to say so there's a point where the homeless man is like running after her and like banging on the door and it's really scary for her. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God, the homeless man, whatever. And then like, maybe like a minute later, she's like on the toilet taking a shit. And then she's like, man, there's no toilet paper right now. I better go find some. And it's like, why, 
<laughs> what happened to the the scary homeless man? Like, you're not still recovering from that? And like, it's such a hard shift from like yeah. fear about this thing and like like being terrified that there's someone trying to get inside the house. Like, I wouldn't be going to the bathroom immediately yeah. after that. Uh, you know, like I, I would disagree. Be I disagree because I feel out. like they're trying to give you the sense that the house inside the house is sort of like a safe space. She's she's locked the door. She's inside. It's a safe space for her. And then they subvert that expectation when they reveal that the basement is there. I I suppose I don't know. I've, it felt very forced. Like we need to get you into the basement, so we're gonna you know you run out of TP. Now you have to go to the basement. Um, it it was a little like it was a little contrived. I think. Yeah. Also, on the topic of doors, the door that when it closes completely jams and there's no way of opening it and it just like (laughs) and it when it decides to it just closes by itself right the first the first time we see it close she steps out into the hall at night this is when bill skarsgård's on the couch and he's kind of Mm -hmm. freaking out and we see it close behind her and it was clearly static and open beforehand so it's like it when does it close like it doesn't just like consistently close. It just like when the plot needs it to, it was like, okay, yeah. I'm closing. Well, see, that's why I thought it could have been ghost or, yeah. or monster house. You remember that? Movie? Yeah. yeah. Movie was freaky. So I thought I literally wrote down in the theater. I was like, monster house. <laughs> like, is that what's going on here? Man. I kind of, I kind of wish this had been about ghosts instead of like the weird shit yeah. it gets into, but well, whatever. What are you going to do? Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I feel like that door isn't up to code. I don't think a door should lock into the basement, yeah. like you know, and it shouldn't like automatically lock like that. There's just a bunch of things that's wrong with that door. Um, that yeah, conveniently closes at the most inopportune moments. Yeah. Uh, speaking of other weird things about the layout of this place, how many laundry machines are there? Because we see there's a laundry machine on the main floor when they're washing the bed. Sheets. Oh yeah, and. Cause and like several times we see like there's a wide shot where on one half of the screen is the washing machine and the other half is the hallway. So you firmly know the washing machine is on the main floor. But when you go into the basement, the first thing you see at the bottom of the stairs is another fucking washing machine. Why are there two? And in a small Airbnb. Does it make any sense? Never thought about this. But you know what? Since we're talking about the place. How, like, this place was put on two sort of, like, home rental sites. But oh, we'll when, get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. Hold on. Just save it for a, a, a little bit. I'll, I'll come back to that. Because, like, that makes even less sense when you really think about it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, too many laundry machines. Um, so, I kind of already explained what I thought was going on at different times. But did you guys have any other hypotheses for, like, what was going on, what the deal was here? I, I, well, I had no idea it was going to be what it was going to be. Uh, but, like, I did think that it was going to be, like, there is some, like, deep, dark, uh, l- like, barbaric, ooh, title of the movie again, <gasps> sort of thing going on in the basement. And I think I thought that Bill Skarsgård was like really this like animalistic guy and like so when i saw the cages in the tunnel at the basement i was like this is Skarsgård. this is his doing he's doing this um but then i don't know like there are also things where like the camera 
like seeing the room with the camera threw it off where i was like oh that doesn't really fit my thoughts on mm-hmm. what's happening um so I, I think i didn't really know what was going on i think i thought that there i def i thought that bill skarsgård was going to be involved in the bad stuff I thought he was going to be a bad guy but i thought it was going to be a reveal that he was going to be a bad guy and that there would be this other force or entity that was going to be who we perceived as the main villain for most of the movie and then it would reveal that bill skarsgård was in fact on the bad guy's side um, I mean, oh yeah. I feel like Bill Billy Scars was the red herring, and yeah. it would have been way, way too easy for him to have been the bad guy all along. And well, as much as it like makes sense, I'm pretty satisfied that they didn't fall into the temptation to just go with him as a bad guy. You know, I agree, Which would but have been, I like, think so obvious. I think you can do it in a way by by the end of the movie, we are convinced he is good, and then he is bad in a different way than we thought. You know what I mean? Okay. I still th- I still think there's a way to play with that. Dude, that's some uh, that's some Disney Plus show last episode plot twist shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, Peter, what did you think was going on? Okay, so when I, when I saw the trailer, I was very convinced that it has to be Bill. And then... I appreciate like this movie has like many layers to it. So like at first, like everyone's like locked in, you know, Bill's doing something, something's up. And then we saw the woman and it's like, okay, so the woman is a barbarian. But then there's another layer when AJ finds out there's another man in the basement and then we see the backstory of the men. So like, I appreciate this sort of like three different layers. Like when you assume that what you're seeing is sort of like the final reveal that's not it the movie hits you with something more later on down the line i really like that um yeah cool sorry i got distracted i was trying to look up something uh but then i forgot what i was doing um you entered the threshold (laughs) yeah you just go into a new room yeah um yeah so uh the character says nope in this movie. That was a subtle callback to uh, the movie Nope. <laughs> I feel like after having seen Nope, I, f- I like I any time a character says nope, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, that movie. It that was movie. also literally the same like beat that happens. In yeah, nope. <laughs> like it was literally the same thing where like horror movie horror character sees this thing that normally a horror character would go and invent go and investigate, but this character is gonna be like nope. And not do it. Yeah, I think Jordan Peele like drew attention to it more than, and I mean, not that like like people have known that that's a weird thing that horror characters usually, and I'm sure like the scary movies, like franchise like the parody movies, like yeah, yeah. have done like a whole five minute gag just about that kind of thing. So yeah. it's it's he didn't invent it, you know, and so I it's just afterwards having seen Nope, it's like it's hard to not think about it. Yeah. You know? And it feels kind of like, yeah, we know, we know that Nope is like the thing. So I, and I expect like, that'll just be a staple from now on, you know? Yeah. Anyways. Um, why is Keith killed? Knowing Versus- what, knowing what the mother wants as an antagonist, why mm-hmm. does she kill him? Well, I mean, I he guess because he was he was acting up. Because yeah. we get the line where um, uh, Tess is like, 
don't don't freak out because she's gonna get mad if you freak out and we have like the breastfeeding videos where it's like i think it's just like like if you were breastfeeding and your baby was like irritated and like like wouldn't breastfeed you'd be like you'd be really like frustrated and and irritate yourself and i think it's supposed to be that idea of like just like her children are freaking out and she doesn't know how to handle that um mm. and she just like it turns to violence i i don't know i don't buy it i just feel like the way the mother is set up before we we under like before tess reveals it uh after we've met aj like at that point it's like okay this is very clearly what she is before that point i don't think the movie knows because the things the two things that bill or keith reveals to us is that number one she just fucking killed him and like bashed his head in and number two she bit him oh she bit him yeah which is another thing that she does not do and doesn't fall in line with her character you know okay so you know what i actually thought at that point i thought something else bit him and i thought it was going to be the guy I, cause I thought like, cause, because, <laughs> okay. because no, because like, I think it was heavily implying that someone else was down there. I think there's, someone says that at some point that something else is down here. I, so I swear oh, to God, someone says Bill, that. Well, Keith, Keith says it. Keith says someone else is down here. Yeah, yeah but we assume there. that's like the We assume the that's the woman, but yeah. yeah. And then maybe, maybe it was Tess then. Tess might have said it. Like after think, we met the mother, there's something else else down here. I, I thought, but yeah, there was some reason why I was like, I was pretty sure she wasn't the only thing that was down yeah there. okay but, no i think you're right but, i think yeah. but she's not but she kind of is because she's the only thing that is a threat down there also true yeah. yeah so why would why would tess know that there's another person yeah, that don't we know. don't see who's like holed up in his room you know weird yeah um but yeah honestly i just feel like keith was killed for simplicity's sake and for the budget and for you know, shock keep, keep also true you know yeah. keep bill out of the movie as much as possible to save money you know, create some cheap shock that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. I don't know. Kill, kill off the yeah. character that we don't want, and to establish a threat. I guess also is a, another thing. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I just thought that was weird. Uh. But then after that, we get our new character introduction. Uh, yeah. I thought that was very um. It was very psycho of them, like the yeah. Hitchcock movie, just kind of like a going to a new character's yeah. perspective, and we and we stick with it i i was pretty impressed that like oh we're following this guy through all the mundane things until he ends up meeting our character that we already yeah. know so i really like that uh i thought it was really interesting yeah i i think that i liked that this movie like had the guts to do that um like yeah. i think that i think that that was a cool thing and i think that it did work for me where i was like i was very engaged i was like okay okay where are we going now but there also feels like there were a lot of things that I wanted to see payoff for that were introduced in the first segment of it that are kind of rendered null by this shift. Like, okay. I'm just like, like I, I think I wanted more, not even necessarily confirmation on Bill Skarsgård, but like maybe dive in more to like what the Tess and, Tess and Keith were talking about in terms of the like abusive relationship where it's like suddenly this is not the mm. focus of the movie anymore. And I think I wanted like, I, I don't know if I like the decision as much. Cause I don't think what the movie winds up being is 
quite interesting enough for me. Like, I feel like it's, I feel like we have seen naked hag that is strong oh, man. many yeah. times at this Don't point. Don't get me started and on so, old naked woman. And so like, and I was like, and then when I saw that, I was like, okay, maybe there's more. And then there isn't really more. And like, yeah. I thought the mystery was still interesting, but I thought like, and then I, I had a problem with like, I think the way this movie, and this is related to this point, and I'm just going to sneak this in now because it's, I'm going <laughs> to, okay, but, like, sure. but like the way, like the way the mystery develops is we, everything that happens like is only offering more questions for most of the movie. Like we're not mm. really getting answers. And even after Bill Skarsgård dies, like we get like a little bit, like we understand like, oh, she's trapped people here, but we kind of would have already assumed that anyway. Um, and like, I, I think, and then even when we see the flashback to the eighties with the murderer guy, it's like, that still only really offers more questions. Cause it's like, how did we get here? What did he do? What's his relation to the mother? And then it's answer to those questions is very rapid. Like it doesn't, instead of like laying out the answers in like, so we're slowly like, piecing the mystery together. I like think bread, it's like breadcrumbs. Yeah. Bread. Yeah. It's like, it's literally, there's a line of dialogue it's just like a quick line where it's just like yeah the the murderer guy uh uh it did incest a bunch of times and mother and like that's our explanation yep. for that and it's like i don't know i would have i don't even i don't love that explanation i think that it's like it's kind of it feels like a throwaway explanation like i feel like there was should have been a better reason for it than that but i also yeah. think that it just should have been revealed more slowly i think that we should have gotten a, like I felt like there were so many things I was thinking that didn't get paid off, um, and I think that a lot of that had to do with the way they structured the story, the way they think they we think that it's gonna follow Bill Skarsgård and Tess Keith and Tess at the beginning, and then it isn't, and then we do this hard cut. I almost do think that this movie. I hesitate to say that it would have been better if the story built more traditionally. But like in a sense that like we meet Justin Long right off the bat, we meet everyone and we kind of see the story grow. I hesitate to say that because I did like the effect of it, but I just think that the way it was structured should have been done better. There should have been, the mystery still should have unfolded in a more gradual way. Yeah, I think, I think doing that hard shift is, it has benefits and also like, I mean, the traditional way of storytelling works for a reason. And there's a reason why 90% of films follow it. Right. Um, uh, well, ugh, fuck. I already forgot what I was thinking about. <laughs> I hate this too many fucking doorways in here. Um, but I did look up what the song he was singing is. It's called Ricky, Ricky Tiki Tavi, I think. Um, yeah. Ricky Tiki Tavi. And those are both K's R I K I. T-I-K-I. T-A-V-I. Those are three words. So I'm definitely listening to that song because it was a bop. I was bopping. Um, but yeah, you said, you you did mention, for sure I know this, um, about the naked old women. Yeah. Why, like, why is this such a trend? When did this start? And I don't when know, but can we stop doing it? I'm, I'm so tired. I'm, it, I'm just so tired of, like, like, the monster just being a naked woman with saggy boobs like yeah i've seen number one i've seen it before number two i feel like it's so borderline offensive to like 
older people when it's specifically old people i don't think the mother yeah. was old in this one at first it seems like she's an old woman but after but they kind of discuss it it seems like maybe in not the timeline it doesn't really make sense but, for her to be super old yeah 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 i don't think i don't think with the timeline that it's a super old person i think that could have been like a 20 30 year old yeah monster incest monster but yeah um, i mean i liked it like a movie that i liked it was x i thought that that was an interesting because it was like kind of talking about like sexual repression like that was one of the main points of the movie and so yeah, having this old, like i thought it made sense within the context of that movie but like we've seen it we saw it in x it was in it chapter two another bill skarsgård movie and technically oh, yeah. bill skarsgård was that old woman in the context of the movie um but because it was pennywise but like i don't know there's also like there's some shit like i feel like the witch did it too like yeah yeah, not as explicitly shown but i think that that was also a thing um and it's like no definitely definitely yeah i feel like we've seen like we've seen this image so many times and it's like practically the same image like Mm -hmm. almost every time like i get it old grannies are not great to look at when they have their clothes off <laughs> granny please put your clothes back on <laughs> but i i just i just it feels gross like i and not just like watching it is gross like i just i don't like that we're doing it and i'm tired of it too so i wish people would stop doing that um i also thought that it was played by a member of the main i thought bill skarsgård was the mother oh yeah um just like how Mia Goff yeah. was the old woman in X, but I was wrong. Uh, I it was just like like looking at the monster's eyes at the end. I was like, is that Bill Skarsgård's eyes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not. It is a different dude. It is still a dude who is oh, under yeah. all those prosthetics. Um, but wasn't Billy? I thought I thought that would have been really smart. Like, cause he's like second build. Yeah. on in the movie like his name comes up second in the credits second which is build. so strange it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i love love a good pun um but like he's in the movie for like what 10 minutes 20 minutes it's uh, more it than that weird. it's like well i'm just I thinking about like screen time oh sure you know? yeah, yeah um anyways uh i think the next thing i have is uh we they went to the bros uh school of sound mixing because uh, <laughs> we've got another kind of quiet club it's not as egregious as bros was volume wise but oh yeah that club they're yelling over music that didn't need to be yelled over <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know why they keep doing this who's getting away with this terrible sound <laughs> mixing? i think the way to do it is like either we don't need to hear everything they're saying or you do subtitles i think that's like to yeah. me, like that's pretty much it i guess okay i guess to be fair maybe this is in reaction to tenet when it was the show <laughs> dialogue yeah. and like like let's okay let's set the scene right next to the boat's motor and like yeah. room and they're also wearing masks so that yeah. you can't hear a goddamn thing yeah. um so i wouldn't be surprised if that was actually the case like people have been complaining about sound mixing forever and so they're like, okay, let's edit so that specifically people can hear the dialogue, which yeah. I mean, good in that sense, but realism out the window. Um, there's a, a moment where um, AJ is unpacking 
Tess's belongings, trying to figure out who's staying in his Airbnb, which is a weird thing. It's like, dude, it's an Airbnb. Like, maybe someone's staying there. <laughs> is that so wild? And he pulls yeah. he, he pulls out a copy of Jane Eyre, and it was, like, so obvious. Yeah. Like, like that's, um, like, placed there. And anyways. I wasn't um, familiar anyone... with the book. Do you know? No, I'm trying to figure that out now, which is not good timing because it's really hard <laughs> to read this Wikipedia article. Um, I was just wondering if anyone, any of you guys knew no. what Jane Eyre is about no. and why it might be in this movie. Uh, okay, well, that was, that was short-lived. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I have no idea. I guess, okay, it does say that um, it's ahead of its time because of Jane's individualistic character and how the novel approaches the topics of class, sexuality, religion, and feminism. So it could be something along those lines. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think what I got gathered from that was that like he's just as long as a scumbag dude. Like I think he was supposed to see that and be like, "Oh, she's woke." Like I think that was that was the point of that beat. Like it's like, "Oh, fuck." Like dude, I laughed so hard when he uh he opened her laptop, typed in a random password, obviously it didn't work, then just tossed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring up that point. The, the laptop throw is so funny. I wonder yeah. how many takes that took to get it right. No, like, he did, did, they they did the a first take. It's like fucking Brian Cranston throwing the pizza in Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, the pizza's another good one. I love throwing props. That's great. Um, I'm still trying to figure out. Okay, the novel follows the story of Jane, a seemingly plain and simple girl as she battles through life's struggles. Thanks, vague synopsis. Many obstacles, her cruel and abusive aunt, grim conditions at her school, her love for people okay this isn't helpful this isn't giving me any more information so i'm gonna stop doing this um i love the gag about the square footage that was so yeah. funny yeah, where he's like funny. like oh i can he's such a scumbag it's perfect like yeah. oh i can i can jack up the price by measuring out the um the square footage of the underground basement <laughs> yeah. that's oh man I, I was i thought that was great um oh and actually okay i've smartly clumped these points so did you either of you pick up on what this movie is what i think at least this movie is like an adaptation like a loose adaptation of and a hint it's not jane eyre <laughs> <laughs> um no i, 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 I wasn't thinking about that okay no no adaptation might be so loose that it might be better called a motif or like um symbolism something like that but um, I, I'm almost certain that when writing this, the director was doing an adaptation of the story of the Minotaur. Um, because what first clued me in was the tape measure. Oh, the he's, maze? He's, oh, yeah, yeah. He starts it out at the top of the thing, and he keeps moving backwards. And I'm like, that's the yarn. That's how you get out of the maze, is using the yeah. yarn. Um, obviously, that goes to shit, which is perfect, because tape measures are stupid and are hard to work with. Yeah. Um, but that's what clued me into it. And then I was like, oh, and there's a maze. There's a monster in the maze. Um, at, at the heart of the maze is the creator of the maze, Daedalus, who yeah. is the, in this version, is the piece of shit guy. Um, he's the creator of the maze. Um, and his, his character is, he's both, he both represents Daedalus and the, uh, the king of, I think it's Crete is where the story is set. He's the king of Crete who, oh no, I think it's, 
I think in the the traditional story, it's the king's wife has sex with a bull. I don't remember why. There was some like yeah. godly intervention involved. Like I think it was Poseidon was the bull. Anyways, weird stuff happens. So she has sex with a bull, and then that's how you get the Minotaur. So there's this idea of like weird sex things that maybe you shouldn't do is what creates a monster. Yeah. And so I like how that was like, like it was like the rape and the incest. Well, I'm, I didn't like that, but you know, it's interesting <laughs> yeah. how they take this idea of like this monster is the result of monstrous acts kind of sure. thing. Um, and then I also feel like there's a little bit of like, you're supposed to feel sorry for the mother because you know, she's a product of terrible things. And so no yeah. wonder they're a monster, but it's not their fault, you know? Um, but yeah, so I, w when I realized that it was a Minotaur, I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of neat. And so like, I, I don't hate that it wasn't ghosts. Um, I think I'm just a big fan of ghosts. So like, I would have <laughs> been perfectly happy with it being ghosts. Kind of, I guess maybe that's very much like The Shining. So it'd be yeah. The Shining Air Airbnb instead of a hotel, <laughs> which is kind of funny too. But um, anyways, that's all I have to say about the Minotaur. That's, I didn't make that connection. That's a very cool observation. Thank you. Um, next, did you find that they humanized AJ, the rapist? Because I felt that way, and I, I felt they did too, that. and I didn't like it. Yeah, that's also, whoa, we have the same Jake. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. No, uh, yeah, no, here's, yeah. I think that they definitely, like, they do play him off to be like, like this clown. You're supposed to laugh at him. But yeah. I don't know. Like, the, yeah, he comes across as a little harmless, maybe. Yeah. Like, here's this goofy guy who's definitely a piece of shit. Like, you see him be a shitty guy, but you're never supposed to. You Okay, you know he's a piece of shit, but at no point are you like, oh man, I hate this guy because he's too funny. He's yeah. a silly little guy. And yeah, I don't know. It's. Isn't it? Isn't it sort of weird. like uh, Bo Burnham in uh, what is it? Fuck, what's Promising that Promising Young Woman. Yeah, Promising Young Woman, where it's like you have this sort of uh, preconception that this guy who's always played comedic and fun characters been put into a more serious role and then you just think that he's harmless, but then it's revealed later on that this person is actually not what they seem. So, mm, I Those aren't really the same thing. Cause that's a reveal, whereas AJ from the like literally his introduction scene, we know he's a rapist. Oh, so. I'm talking about like the casting. The casting. Sure. Story. Like, yeah, like casting that you wouldn't expect. I, I suppose. I don't know. It's just like the way the story, like what what he's given as like as a character, he gets to react to like the other rapist, and he's like, "Oh man, you're evil." Yeah, yeah. That that moment, I was like, I feel like there's there's some there's like a moment for content here and some kind of interesting exploration into something, and I was just like, "Oh, I don't, yeah. yeah, yeah." I was put off by too. There's that fireside. I wouldn't call it a monologue, but the couple of lines where he's like, I regret yeah. my actions. And then immediately he's like, ah, fuck women again. You know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, I, I think the writer's trying to take a stance on the whole thing. And I just wish maybe he hadn't because it's weird. It's a whole yeah. weird thing and I don't like it. Um, what did you guys think about the whole uh, mommy issues thing? Like that the, the monster was a mommy 
interesting. So um, that's sort of like the the twisted like it it's like you're supposed to sympathize with the monster while being scared as well because that's the whole I think the whole point of like for example the uh when like the whole like uh what, what was it Bre- breastfeeding documentary was playing on the on the television like it's mm-hmm. such a like a harmless and you know such a I guess loving almost documentary like the the topic at least but then when it's played in the setting that this basement with a bunch of cages it all of a sudden became a more creepy and like um more uh like like it's it's like the 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 content itself is very harmless and very good but when played under weird settings it all of a sudden it's a, gives up a, a very eerie t- type of vibe to the people yeah. viewing it yeah i i had the opinion like and this kind of ties into the point I made earlier where I wish there was more after the sort of reversal twist, whatever, Bill Skarsgård dies. And, like, I feel like they thought that the mother was, like, a lot freakier and weirder than it was. Obviously, the situation yeah. is weird, don't get me wrong, but it's, like, I've seen this kind of thing before. Like, I I thought that they, they were really banging on us being seeing that and just being like, oh, my God, what the fuck? And I wasn't really like that. I was just like, yeah, that's fucked up. But um, yeah, like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I wasn't like, like the, appalled by it. I think you're supposed to be like appalled by that. And I wasn't. During the, like the breastfeeding scene, I was laughing. I like, what? I thought, I thought, I thought it, was pretty, it was pretty funny. And she's trying to, you know, yeah. shove his, shove her like grotesque boob. Like, you know, that was like, not her boobs. That was that was like a bottle, I'm pretty sure. No, it was her boobs. Like, really? There was there was the a room. bottle earlier, and then when she takes Justin Long into the room, it is her boobs. Oh, and it's just so okay, funny. Okay. It's so funny that like he's like, no, no, don't do it, because yeah. he's a goof. He's a little yeah. goofy guy, and also like, I mean, that's his comeuppance, you know, kind of, you know, like a rapey kind of way. Yeah. Anyways, I won't. I don't really want to get into the whole, that whole thing. Uh, and then we meet uh, the real barbarian. So the real barbarian weren't the friends we made along the way. It was the serial rapist. He yeah. was the barbarian. Um, I'm still not crazy about the title, just because like it calls yeah. to mind something different. Like I get what they're going for now, but I also feel like I'm just expecting like a Mongolian like warrior <laughs> or like, <laughs> or, like yeah. whatever the traditional barbarian word means, you know. That's what you'd expect. It's just someone who is going to go into a village and pillage. Yeah. I'm going to pillage the village. They sure are. Um, It's just like the connotations of the word is just kind of weird. Um, Yeah. What I remember after I left the theater, I was like, why was it called? And then I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Well that, that guy's a barbarian. Yeah. But I was just like, it's not like the first word you would use. It, to and it also, it feels like that's not what the focus of the movie is. So I was like, what? Also true, like, it, yeah. it's, it's almost like it's calling attention to this character who is important to the plot, but is not at the forefront of it at any real point. It's, yeah, I'm, I think they should have workshopped the title. Yeah. Go with something else, you know. Um, but like, about the whole twist thing, um, one of my points is, so then who's doing the booking? If it's not, <laughs> if these people are getting, like, booking the Airbnb not through the main site, who's, like, technologically, like, you know, who knows technology well enough to be booking? Is it the old guy from the 80s 
who a hundred percent would not know how to deal with modern technology or like the incest monster who can't speak English. (laughs) Oh, I took it as like, they had nothing to do with the mix up and we're supposed to legitimately just believe it was like a booking mix up. Like I guess. Because she ordered hers from Airbnb and he used a different website, and we're supposed yeah, but to then, believe it was just like a way. Like then a there's dialogue later. Yeah, but Adrian the... said like it's not put out for for rent to for anyone. No, that's not true. AJ says, "I thought that no one was supposed to be living here right now because he has whatever site is is like the site that they actually use, and yeah. that site no one has rented for months." So then people have only been using these other sites, which aren't licensed no, by them, no, I guess. That, that was like a property management company. The way yeah, I the interpret property, it, but I don't think you book it through them. I think they like, they are the ones that respond to Airbnb bookings and stuff, but it's still through Airbnb and these websites. Yeah. Yeah. That's my I'm, take too. I don't think confused. that I don't think we're supposed to think that they had their own website and that there was like that someone is putting up these Airbnb ads without us like and no one I don't think we're supposed to figure that I think we're supposed to think like yes this management company put up the Airbnb ads um they're like kind of negligent so they didn't respond to the calls or whatever um Maybe. and like it was just a genuine mix up I think I I think it's a little far fetched that there would be yeah a mix up like that, but I think that's what we're supposed to take away from it. Yeah, I don't I don't know I I don't buy it. Uh, but when we do see the eighties, um, and I think Aiden, you were going to talk about this sort of. It feels like for a second that there's going to be a, like some social commentary heading our way. Yeah. So like like because like a bunch of things happen all at once. So first, aspect ratio and colors change, which is awesome. But also, like, it seems like this idyllic 80s suburb. So it seems like we're going to talk about our favorite thing, the suburb, <laughs> and how creepy the suburbs are. Um, I didn't think it was then, going there. I I, I thought, like, the, the fact that it's, you know, this nice suburb in the 80s, and then it becomes this rundown place. Like, I thought that was going to be something, yeah. like, you know, why this happens. Then they mention Reagan, yeah. like almost immediately, and I'm like, "Oh, it's gonna be a Reagan thing that's gonna go over my head because I don't really know what happened." Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, "Like, is it a a boomer thing? Like, these are like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was like old people." And then it was, um, yeah, serial killer or serial rapist guy. Yeah, I took that more as like the social commentary that I saw was like and i i think that um one of the details i liked was that like the homeless guy says like the mother straight up prowls the streets at night like she she just goes out and and i one of the things i thought was like how the fuck does she do that but then i was like oh the movie does answer that and it's like because when cops are called and when like like they they don't give a fuck and they're dismissive of the situation and it's i think it's supposed to be like social commentary of like um like marginalized communities are like so abandoned Mm. and not treated well that like something like this could flourish and like you wouldn't even know and then i think that ties into the 80s thing where it's like we see it's this community that is on the brink of economic collapse because we get that because the neighbor is moving out and we're like you know what i mean like we have all that and i think it's supposed to be um 
Yeah, just this point about like. Sorry, you're the fact that you're typing. Yeah, I can see you're typing. It distracted me. But yeah, I, I think it was just supposed to be about like underprivileged communities, blah blah blah. While also not diving super hard into it because I don't think it was trying to make a a super like a great point. But yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, the only issue is that there's no marginalized community here. It's just like. A shitty neighborhood that's run down. Well, that, I, when I say community, I mean like know. like geographic community. Like, well, I think people do yeah. live there. I think that's what's what, like we see the homeless guy. I think there's some people that live there. If if that's what it was going for, you need more than one guy to have a community because like yeah, so. the movie doesn't seem to care about creating a sense of community. Sure, you know, like but the, you know. I I got the impression that, like some people live there and like this is so like not paid attention to that something like this yeah. could happen. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think there's something to be said about that, but yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, after the thing escapes and then they're hanging out with the homeless guy, and Peter already mentioned this sort of, but like the line where he's like, I've lived here for 15 years and she ain't never broken no, in here. Whoa, hilarious, <laughs> but also yeah. very scary at the same it's time. So, it's so <laughs> it's going to happen. I was like, yeah. oh, this, I <laughs> yeah. love this. Such a yeah. good joke. Um, uh, and then uh, Tess is thrown off of a building and survives. Off a water tower. Get it right. <laughs> I don't care. But it's tall enough where I my suspension of disbelief is like, what? I think, I think what the movie tries to say happens is that the monster catches her in midair and, and then the cushions the blow. Yeah. And like somehow, but like we don't see that. There's no shot showing her being caught midair because like that water tower is not tall enough for that to happen either. Like it's it's tall enough where like if you hit the ground, you'd be dead, especially if you fell on your back. But it's short enough where there's not enough time for you to fall and someone after like. So, OK, Tess falls several seconds later, the monster dives after her. There's not enough time for her to catch up in the dive, catch the test and then rotate them like it just i was stupid yeah i i was able to suspend my disbelief enough for that i, I was like whatever um but yeah but like like i was like confused i i was like oh i i thought she's it, not dead i, I thought I it made it pretty clear like how it was suggesting she lived that like the mo- that the mother broke the fall but i just like i agree that it's like a little like oh that the logistics of that don't line up but i I, I accepted it. I was like, whatever. All I needed was like a shot of showing the monster, you know, catching it, but whatever. Um, but also like that one shot of the monster jumping off the water tower was <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but like, see the monster go, mm, and then like yeah. dive straight towards the camera. Like it felt very, um, it felt very Wes Anderson. I don't yeah. know. Like kind funny. of like, like the fox is like jumping into the, yeah, and yeah, then, like the little sploosh, like you know that thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. I think that's enough uh, talking about this movie. Uh, but I did have some questions um, about ranking. So, sure. We saw a lot of movies in September. Where would you rank this movie in terms of our September movie? So I'll list some of the ones that I know sure. most of us have seen, or some of us have seen. So, The Woman King, See How They Run, Pearl, which I didn't see. Moon Age Daydream. Do Revenge. I saw that one. I don't know if anyone else did. Don't Worry Darling. Bros. 
Maybe some of you saw Blonde. I don't. I didn't, so I don't know if you guys did. Uh, I don't think I'm missing any. Three Thousand Years was technically an August movie, oh, so yeah. I didn't. Oh my god, out. I've seen two of these. <laughs> I would. Well, then out of the ones, Peter can. Yeah, Peter you go can first go one. first. He's only got two, so. Uh, see how they run then this one. Really? Okay. Right. Yeah. I easy for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd rank it. I think Pearl's my favorite one that I saw. I love Pearl, and then I think. I'm trying to think. For me, it's this or Bros next, and I don't know which one I liked more out of those. Um, and then it's see how they run after that. Um, but yeah, nice. I mean, I wish I had seen Pearl. That it sounds like it would have been the best movie this month. Um, yeah, I mean, I I feel like. Barbarian might be better made than Bros, perhaps. I think I agree with that. But I think the writing and experience was stronger with Bros. Yeah. So they each have their strengths. So like it's close. Those two, these two are close, being my favorites for the month. Um, after that, um, maybe like see how they run and Moon Age Daydream. After that, maybe don't worry, darling, and do revenge, and then last, Woman King. I don't know. People loved Woman King, and I wasn't a fan. I don't know. Okay. I, I that one. I I talked about that already, but like I. I think don't worry, darling, is my last though on my ranking. See, the thing is, like, I hated it, but it was so much fun to watch. Like, the experience yeah. was really good. So, yeah. um, and then okay, here's my other question: where Where does this rank for horror movies this year? Because we had quite a few, and some of them were pretty good. So the ones that I have listed are X, Pearl, Nope, Bodies, 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 Men, Fresh, if you saw that one. That was a Hulu, uh, straight to Hulu one with Sebastian Stan. Um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. (laughs) That's not horror. Get that shit out of there. (laughs) And Prey, sort of. I mean, that one leans into a lot of other genres, but I mean, technically there's some horror in there. So what do you, I can repeat them if you need, but what do you guys think? Um, I think it's not as good as X, Pearl, or Nope for me. Um, and those are names when I saw it. It's better than Multiverse of Madness. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't, I didn't see, I didn't see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I didn't see Men. So yeah, I guess like I guess like fourth in terms of horror movies of the year so far. Okay, Peter. I think how many of these did you even see? Like I saw one... no bodies, bodies, bodies. Okay. Doctor Strange. Oh right. But it doesn't count. Okay, so you saw three. Yeah. I'm impressed. That's more than I thought. Um. I think I would honestly put Nope last because I didn't really like Nope. I was just lost the whole time. Okay. And then this one, Cabin, and Doctor Strange. Like I really like the visuals of Doctor Strange, but unfortunately, like the movie itself doesn't hold up. So probably like these two. Like I don't know. It's hard to rank. It's like I didn't really like any of them that much. And Bodies, Bodies, Bodies wasn't like that great. It was like a fun little movie. I don't know. But Sorry, if I have to... so wait, I have to. I have to question. Did you rank Doctor Strange up? Above nope. 
Okay, dude, Nope, and it, I told you, it's hard to rank them. I enjoyed the visuals of Doctor Strange. Nope was it a better movie, but, like, oh my god, it, it's it's hard. I can't rank horror, dude. Okay. For me, like, I didn't like any of them. <laughs> Here you go. Okay. I whatever. didn't really like any of them. I think you like, have bad taste. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, man, but, like, dude, Nope is so good. Um, I think I think for me, I would put nope probably the highest out of them um maybe okay this is already um maybe bodies 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 next because i really did i had fun with that one um maybe x above this one and then and then barbarian i don't know it's hard I feel like X and Barbarian are like pretty neck and neck in how much I like them. Um, yep. Didn't see Pearl. And then, I don't know, the rest can kick rocks. I didn't really like the other one. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. I was going to say, like, if I, I didn't give like an actual ranking of mine, I think it's going to, it would be Pearl, Nope, X, this, Multiverse of Madness. That's my definitive. Okay. By the way, sorry, Aiden, Aiden stepped out for just a second. I heard what was hap- I heard what was happening. That was a preposterous okay. take, Peter. <laughs> I, I didn't really like Nope, man. It was, it was, uh, it was a you strange need to movie tr- to me. But multiverse you need to try again. I, I really like the visuals. Again. The visuals were great. Like, it's just I like Multiverse Madness, too. I don't even think you have to like Nope. I think you can watch the movie, not like it, and be like, yeah, that movie was better than... All yeah. the other ones that like, were dude, listed. You like, can't so put like two movies I didn't enjoy together and ask me which one do I hate more. That's, that's, that's I a, absolutely can do that. I, and I, I did, can. and I will do it again in the future. <laughs> um, whatever, man. Uh, but hey, guys, it's that time. It's Predator versus Movies. The <laughs> <name> <laughs> <of the show. laughs> Predator versus Movies. <laughs> Thanks, Aiden. Um, so, uh, where are we going to put the Predator in this movie? Oh, fuck. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I think we already have a Predator in the movie, no? I was going to say, he's... Ha, 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 ha. We're talking (laughs) about Predator the Alien from the 1987 movie, actually. So, Uh, thanks for playing, but... (laughs) I think that the Predator... Can we swap Should out the naked old lady? Yeah, I was gonna so, say, yeah. Can we swap out the naked old lady for the predator? Because I mean, yeah. I'm tired well, of naked old Well, then why would the predator the be in the basement? I don't know. The, the predator of incest. result of incest. Yeah, yeah I mean that's <laughs> plausible with the weird face opening thing and the no, I don't know. Um, I think he would have had a fun environment in the basement though. That would have been interesting. You know, yeah. yeah, but there around. was like so few, uh, so few space Actually, for the character to maneuver around. The predator's just gonna what kill if, them all. What if that was like the thing? Like, what if the okay, scrap the you know the discussion of the um the serial rapist and his incest monster, and then it's just like predator has set up an Airbnb that's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> like this whole thing. Like he's not. Wait, is this? One that I, thought, I thought there was he's a movie like, like that. Like there was like a like, like a fake hotel, and then people like went there for one night, and then bad things happened or some shit. I don't know. Um, what else? What where else could Predator have been in this movie? I mean, we could always the classic of like we just see him for a second 
then he's just on a different adventure. It's, it's so <laughs> classic. I mean, we could we could easily see him in the eighties flashback. Maybe someone's just watching Predator yeah. for no reason, <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's because there's a predator. He's watching Predator because they're predators. Whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. Um, or maybe maybe Predator is like up in the hills of Beverly Hills, and he snipes AJ right when we meet him. That yeah. would be nice. I'm gonna like that. Just like totally out of the blue, and it's like here's this piece of shit character, and then just get so him. We get the double like fake out kill like back to back, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I would love that. Um, okay, that's enough of that. Let's move on. Um, recommendations for this week. I'm gonna start because I have none. I think I don't. I don't know that I've seen a single thing this week. I've been busy and. Like with a weird time. Dude, that's like that's so caps. That's so cap. No, like I, I would finish you saw like she early Hulk, in the right? morning. Did you see She Hulk? No, I didn't see that. that it's the, a Daredevil the, episode, man. I know. I just haven't had time. I haven't had time to get Bro. to it. And I'm, like I'll do it like right after this, probably. But um, big yikes. Yeah, that one, and I didn't see Werewolf. Is it Werewolf at Night or By Night? By Night, whatever. By night. by night. I haven't seen that yet, and I really wanted to. Um, I think. Uh, Wait, when was I live texting you about House of the Dragon? I think that's the only thing I caught up on. I watched that two was House of the Dragon like episodes. Monday? That was this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was okay. early this so that's week. that's the one thing I saw this week was the latest House of the Dragons episode. So I'll give you my hot takes that I told Peter. Okay. So I think I think it was episode six and seven, right? It was, that sounds familiar. Uh, I think it's eight. I think we're okay. We're six. Wrong. Six no, was it's decent. seven. It's seven. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Six was eight is today. Six was decent. And I think, was that the first one where it's the new cast? Like they've aged them up, I think. Uh, yes. You think that's. Yes. Correct. Yes. Six was the, you see Rhaenyra giving birth. And then seven was the Laner's, uh funeral. Yeah. Okay. So six. So episode six of House of the Dragon, we get. Um, there's like a huge time jump so that we have to change out the cast. Uh, I think the cast, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would because I was like really anti-switching the cast. Um, but I think Olivia Cook is pretty good and definitely more interesting as Alison Hightower. I think she's the more interesting actor than the other one. Um, and actually, I, no, I would say that for both of them. I think both of them are very good actors and the, they seem to be doing more with the characters than well the i think it's and just I think, there like, are more hate nuances they're just more nuances once they've grown up that might be true but i just and, and i just dude, like these versions dude, a little bit I, better dude, don't not to hate on, on the other don't guys. shit on the young actors man they were fantastic they were they were great were they fantastic or just hot peter no they were they were great they were amazing actors they portrayed because like just think about it in the books they were like 12 16 like when this should happen you know, like that, oh, so that's, that's sort of blend really between, fucking weird for us. Between, <laughs> but okay. Innocence and also like getting caught in this sort of like all the political dramas. It's just yeah. fantastic. And then sure, now like the, the sort of like the, the veil has been torn off and it's just political drama is about to get really crazy. Oh, okay. Um, I do want to, I'm just going to go back to what I was texting you to see what else I, um, so episode you did six like episode seven. And no, no, no. I, I'll, said, I'll explain why and all those things. Give me a second. So, episode six, uh, Patty. I don't. 
I've seen his name spelled out, like his last name. Paddy and you call Constantine. It like, no, it's, I don't think that's right. I don't think it's Constantine. It's too close to Constantine, and they're not spelled the same at all. Anyways, Paddy, he looks ghastly now. Because like, he's like, and the dude, I, I absolutely agree so with funny. you. Episode six, he was like dead. He was basically yeah. dead. episode seven like okay so like episode six and actually the thing is it's totally plausible because episode seven was filmed first yeah so they might have just fucked up and did the older makeup in the (laughs) earlier episode or like been like oh that first one if they shot it first like just as the pilot they might have been like oh he actually is supposed to be older and they retroactively well, did more well makeup. and also it doesn't like, really make so sense weird. in episode seven because uh episode seven he had like the whole sort of like it's really like his first time where he got pissed and like he wants yeah. to show his authority as king moment and like if he just like had the old makeup on for, for episode six it would look super strange <laughs> yeah that's probably true but i actually really liked when he had all the makeup on him, that was the first time I was like, oh, Patty actually looks like he belongs in this show. Like, No, Patty's you know good, I, bro. I don't you know, know why said, you like, have a gripe with Patty. Like, I just he, think it's bad casting. I don't think he looks like he belongs in the Game of Thrones world. That's just my thing. And when he had the makeup on him to make him look like a ghoul, I was like, oh, that looks like a real Game of Thrones character. <laughs> that's just, that's just, like, Patty could have been, like, a peasant. Like, I would have been like, yeah, I believe that. I believe Patty is a, a peasant or something. It was just as... A Targaryen, I don't believe it. Well, I mean, Anyways, I got I'm think not gonna... the whole sense is like, first of all, I absolutely agree with you with the wig stuff. The wig stuff didn't work on Matt Smith, and it doesn't really work on Patty either. But I think, like, the whole point is that you're you're supposed to see him not belonging in the world of politics. And I guess well, the casting might, might have reinforced that for some people. I thought it was fine, but... Whatever. Um... But I just, so going through the text, I remember why I, I, so I liked episode six and I thought the direction was pretty good. And then spoilers, there's another scene where a woman is trying to give birth and it's not working. Yes, I just said that. A woman is trying to give birth. It's not working. They offer up the same thing that was offered up in episode one where we can, you know, do the C-section that will probably kill the wife. It's like, okay, so first of all, we're doing this again. We're doing the C-section thing again. Great. Perfect. Happy to see this again. Matt, uh, what's his real name? Matt Smith. Smith. I'm doing the thing where people are confusing his fake name and his real name, and I almost called him Matt Damon because he's (laughs) Damon Targaryen, right? (laughs) Matt Smith says, no, I'm not going to do it because he's better than his piece of shit brother. And then the the woman who was trying to give birth and needed the C-section goes outside and tells her dragon to kill her. Like, she commits suicide via dragon. Which makes she... sense. No, it doesn't! It does! Because <laughs> she said... insane! Okay, okay, okay. She said earlier she wants a dragon rider's death. She does not want to die sitting in Pentos as just, just enjoying her time there. And she knows at that moment there's, like, there's no way to save the wife in that moment. It's either choosing to save the baby... Or choosing to kill them both. And she chose death. Because as a at this rider. point in time, abortions don't exist. We well, can't no. do an abortion. Well, dude, I, I mean, that might honestly be the fact of like the historical whatever bullshit, but 
Man, I'm just I'm so sick and tired of this series. I know, being like, I know, but but like like, like it does every, make sense in the context every, where almost, why she wants to die like that. Almost every single episode, there's like a twist at the end that makes me just be like, "This is so." Well, I mean, gross dude, if you really, if you really like nitpick Game of Thrones, every wedding has gone wrong in some regard. Like, if, if so? you if you if you think about it, those are fun. I like the the wedding. What? That That's okay right. with you? <laughs> it's, br- it's just when it's when there's like the childbirth thing, and she's like so upset that the childbirth isn't going well that she's gonna kill herself like i just i don't like maybe maybe it was what well, you're dude, saying she's like, she gonna, gonna die, die anyways. anyways there's no way for, for her to save I didn't, herself i didn't feel that way i didn't feel like she was gonna die anyways but okay. i just yeah i think it's gross and the fact that we're doing this again in the same season is annoying to me because you write that right that's something that someone decided was going to happen that there was going to be two uh, of the same fucking event so anyways, okay i don't okay i no, i'm not talking about this more Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna I'm just gonna give a little clarification. So no, fact, no clarification. I'm moving blood, on. Which I'm is the tired of this. Novel. No, stop, stop. Oh okay, dude, you can't. I'm dude. so sick of this. No, we keep doing this, and no, I'm, I'm saving the listener. Dude, you can't just like spill all your take and not allow me to t- give you like the actual. Fact. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Is my podcast episode seven. The first one they filmed, I hated it. Episode 7 sucks ass. They filmed Great. so much of it day for night, and it looks terrible, and the story is terrible. There's more Targaryen zest, and I can't understand why people like that shit. It's so fucking weird. Why would people? Okay. I've seen so many memes where it's like, like you know the, the, the meme reaction where it's like, like the person who takes a sip of the thing, and they're like, ew, that's gross. And then they go, now wait a minute. You know that one? It's like, ew, wait a minute, like this face that I'm doing that the listeners can't hear, can't hear faces. It's like the kombucha girl, the kombucha girl. Yeah, 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 the kombucha girl. So it's that, and it goes, the first one is regular incest, gross, Targaryen incest, hmm. And I see that, and I'm going, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, I'm I'm the gross one on both. I, I just, I, I don't understand the show. I'm hate watching it at this point. I just, I need to see where it's going and like to keep up like in the trends, but it drives me insane. I, I, this movie, I, or the show, I don't like. Um, that is the only thing truthfully that I've <laughs> consumed this week. Um, so I will now yield my time to someone else. Uh, we'll go with Peter first and I'm not hearing more Game of Thrones takes. Okay, We've all I'm saying that. is, I think it's a great show. I think you should check it out. But anyways, my rec is for Endor. Endor, again, has proven itself to be an amazing Star Wars show, giving us sides of Star Wars that we want to explore as viewers. But Disney somehow just like, nope, not going to do that. Want to see more Imperial stuff? Nope, not going to happen. More but, shit out, yeah. Um, in... Um, in this show, we've gotten like more background of like what is it like to be, like uh to be like an imperial officer in the Star Wars universe. What is it like to be like, uh we we seen from the a relieved officer's perspective, a current officer's perspective, and like why this sort of like rebellion formed in the first place. Uh, I think that's really cool to see and like seeing a more realistic, more grounded version of Star Wars is something that I always wanted to see. And the fact that the show is delivering makes me very happy. So, yeah, I second watch Endor. Endor's great. I haven't seen the most recent episode, but I second, I second the wreck. 
Anything else, Peter? Nope. I think that's all I've seen this week. Oh, light week for you too, it seems. Yeah. Uh, Aiden? Uh, yeah, I also didn't watch too much this week. I watched Andor as well, and I liked it. I thought Andor was... I really, I'm really liking Andor so far. Um, but yeah, the other movie, I watched the movie Dogtooth by Yorgos... Lanthimos. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, re- I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was like a very inspiring movie in that like it's very clearly super low budget. And I looked up the budget and it's like 350,000 USD, which is fucking wow. insane. That is... Um, yeah. Barbarian was four million. Yeah. So like not even... How long yeah, was the movie, by the way? Uh, Dogtooth? Yeah. Dogtooth was like just over 90 minutes. Yeah, okay, but I mean, so... I thought they they covered it really smartly. Like most of the scenes are done in like one or two shots, and I think that mm. like there were a lot of clear like clear choices that worked both artistically and in a budgetary sense. Um, and like, I thought it, I thought like, it was a really interesting movie. Dogtooth is like, do you want to give like a brief synopsis? Like that's like the psychological thriller type thing. I, I don't know if it's a thrill. I wouldn't call it a thriller. It's like I feel it's, like it's. Or weird vibes, like you know. It's weird, weird for sure, but it's like it's about this like this pe- these this couple, this mom and this dad that are raising these children who are now adults, um, yeah, in this like compound, and they've kind of lied to them about the outside world. They made it seem like like they can't leave the outside world. They've convinced them of so many things that. Um, like aren't true like they've they've their entire worldview is a lie and so they genuinely believe they can't leave the compound um and it's just about like it just kind of explores like the psychology of these characters um they're like kind of treated as dogs and they're like trained to be these certain things but it's interesting because it's like the reason they're given um i won't spoil it because it's like it's revealed later but like there, there is a reason given why they can't leave the compound. Obviously, it's a lie, but like the reason it presents a reason, and it's something that is not possible. And so it's like the mm-hmm. question is why are they, why are the parents training these kids up to like tackle life or whatever when like they're it's impossible for them to leave the compound. And so like there, yeah. I think there's a lot of interesting questions that come with it. I would definitely recommend it to someone that's looking for like a strange movie um and like a movie a movie with clearly a lot of care put into it and that is probably going to leave you with more questions than answers cool no I'm, i have wanted to see that movie for a while it's on my extensive watch list um is that the only thing that was pretty i I, <laughs> I listened to the album this album by blade and echo 2k called crest and i thought it was good i'd never listened to train gang before which is the collective that both these people are part of. I just think your faces are really funny. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, you could be speaking yeah. a language right now. Yeah. I've like, not heard any of like, those words before. They're like Swedish rappers. And like, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I, I had seen like much of, like there's a lot of like memes and, and internet cultures surrounding them, like Drain Gang uh, Blade. And are there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like very much on the internet, and I've not. But ever I had never, <laughs> I had never like listened to him before. I listened to the album, but I actually really liked it. So, go listen cool. to Crest. Nice. Um, actually, that reminds me. I've been listening. I'm still listening to my '80s hits playlist, and you know who's a really good uh, artist? Phil really? Collins. Yeah. 
Hot take. Phil yeah. Collins slaps. Um, there's like I mean the the one with the drums. I can I can feel uh, something in the air tonight. Yeah, that one's great. Um, I'm really fond of Easy Lover. That one's really good. Um, there's fuck. There's one about like a book that I can't remember what it's called. But anyways, go check out Phil Collins if you haven't. I mean, he's got some good stuff. Um, anyways, that's enough for recommendations. Next week. Oh, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the podcast, but we tried to watch Tar or Triangle of Sadness this week, and both of them were not available where we live. So that was like that was our plan for this week, and we had to pivot kind of last minute. So, um, so if Cineplex is not lying to me, it should be out next weekend. So that's I think still the goal. And I mean, there's not anything better than that next week. So. Probably Tar first, maybe Triangle of Sadness as a backup. Um, I yeah, I think it'll be up to like just which one does better is probably the one I'll lean to. Um, anyways, so if you like the pod, uh, go check us out on Predator versus no, sorry, check us out at Predator V Movies, stupid handle on Twitter. Um, I just want to say we've had our first hit tweet. Yeah. Um. Very exciting news. Um. So I'll I'll describe it to you as best I can, which sure. is gonna ruin it. But <laughs> basically, I saw someone uh, had, had tweeted, "We have enough content creators. We need some content destroyers." Oh yeah. To I quote tweeted, "Oh, I found Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav's burner I account because he likes destroying content." I thought it was very funny, and apparently so did many people. So that one has a whopping 40 likes. That's, Yo, that's, that's Twitter good. famous, bro. For for us, that's actually not bad. And 13 retweets. Yeah. I mean, hey. I'll take it. Like, we were getting, like, max two likes. Yeah. So, like, 40 is, like, a big spike up. Um, the one that I was retweeting has 17,000 likes. So, like, it's <laughs> a kind of, like, a low bar for us, but... Um, uh, but yeah, so first hit tweet, that was very exciting to me um, as the tweeter. Uh, we also have uh, an Instagram if you want. We just post when we're um, when we have a new episode dropping. That's at Predator versus Movies Podcast. Uh, and also, I have a letterbox. It's at underscore Alex Gordon underscore. Uh, I write movie reviews. Uh, I'm assuming neither of you want to plug anything. Uh, I'm good. Cool, cool, cool. Um, if you like this podcast, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on so that other people can find it. It helps the algorithm, or so I've been told. Uh, if it's a good review, leave it. If it's a bad review, fuck off. Um, until next time, I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. And this was Predator vs. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll join in this time.